Welcome to Grid Apocalypse, episode 199. This week we are off to a rocketing start because out we've got some incredible news. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the news? You happy to talk about the news? Yeah, all the time. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The artist well, is very cool. The artist formerly known as Kanye West has come out as a Ye. massive anti <laughs> yes. Has come yeah. out as a massive anti Semite. When I say anti Semite, I mean this guy's praising Hitler. How are you doing that? How you feel about this? How could we have guessed the man who sang Black Skinhead could somehow end up being a fucking Nazi? He's hanging out with Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, he's not hanging out with Milo anymore. Is he not? No, he's been um, fired from the... Milo's been fired? Yeah. What for? Um, it's conflicts, I guess. Still being gay? Maybe, Pretending to be straight? Maybe. Yeah. Do you not talk about Peter... Oh, no, actually, no, actually, Yi is very much against porn. Yeah. Despite reposting some Hunter Biden porn, Ye is very much against porn. So it could be that because Milo said that that men could have relations with young boys that were like twelve, could be it was like. I'm I think sorry. it's more likely that um, Milo Yiannopoulos is that much of an insufferable cunt. <laughs> I didn't think about that angle. He is an insufferable cunt. You're right. That's absolutely true. Um, but Nick Fuentes. Famed anti-Semite, actual white supremacist, is hanging out with Kanye West. No idea. No idea. Oh, he's like literally the worst fucking. He's this little scumbag cunt. He he basically goes around like saying like LGBTQ people are scum and all this horrible shit. And then uh, and then he got found out liking a bunch of trans porn. Uh, well, no, sorry, he was watching it on his phone. He was doing a live stream and he went, "I've got to show you this. This is breaking news." And he had his tabs on his phone. Were just like literally just transported in the background. The accent showed, and also apparently he has a boyfriend. Anyway, but that's besides the point. The world's gone fucking mental. I couldn't see this coming, but there was an interview where, where somehow Alex Jones seems sane for about two seconds. <laughs> it's it's when he is talking about talking. What he at first he was talking to Annette, and then he was talking about how he loves Hitler, and then it cuts Alex Jones, and Alex Jones muttered, and they say I'm the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! The world's blowing up, man. It's gone insane. I mean, what? What? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know, man. It's not um, not something I I give a shit about. Well, see, the reason I brought it up is because Twitter itself is also imploding right now. It's full of Nazis. Anti-Semitism is rife, despite the fact that there's only about 15 million Jewish people in the world, which is insane. <laughs> What happened? Why is there so? Why is there not so many of them? As the as you'd think. Well, no, no, no. It's not just why there's so many of them that you seem to. What think happened to? Well, there's a lot of things that happened to them, despite what Yi says. <laughs> it's uh, oh god, it's it, the world is fucked. The world is completely fucked. And the mm. thing is that right wingers are like far right most of the time, but then as soon as anti-Semitism comes in, because some of them are Jewish, they can't go that far right. So they then have to denounce the people that are on the far right, but then the people that are on the far right are dividing the votes they would normally have. It's all going nuts. and Maybe they're all just dumb fucks. They are all dumb fucks. They're all definitely dumb fucks, but it's not just that they're dumb fucks. They're dangerous and horrible dumb fucks, and I love seeing them all fucking kill each other. Okay. Anyway. He's first this week. I'm first this week. Oh, yeah. I'm first this week, and, and this week... I'm going to bring you a special review. All right. It's for everyone out there. It's Christmas time, highest rates of suicide, a lot of single people, struggling with depression, not feeling great. So I thought I would talk about my experience 
on online dating apps. No. Yes. No. Yes, Anne. No, not the sort of thing you should be talking about. <laughs> Why? On the stream. Because this is where you make yourself out to be a massive creepazoid. No, um, I'm not going to. You will. What? You will. Really? How? You've already managed it on one of the Let's Plays. Really? Yeah. What did I say? Going on about sad titties and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're sad boobies. Yeah, exactly. It's a type of tit. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to come across as that. Should I not do this? You probably review things. Well, these are things. All right, okay, fine. I guess that ruins my fun. I'll review Wednesday, the new Netflix series. No, oh, you're going to talk about her sad boobs, are you? No. What? Why is this a thing? This isn't a point of contention. This is something that's actually experienced in reality. It's a type of boob. Why is this? Why are you so against... What's wrong with sad boobs? It's just where the nipple point's down. Why are you looking why are you at body me? shaming people? No, I'm not body shaming people. Not your nipples point. No, up. my nipples are tiny. Mostly been worn away by running, not wearing the appropriate clothing. Mm. Anyway, Netflix released a series called Wednesday, which is based on the character from the Adams family. You remember that? You remember the Adams family? Yeah, you remember that thing that I was going to review later, but you've destroyed. Yeah, you should have thought about that. Oh, should have thought that I would chastise me for trying to talk about dating apps. Anyway, Wednesday. Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Would anyone listening to our podcast want to know about dating apps? I don't know. People might want to hear about stuff. It's an app on a phone. They're all chads. They're all married. (laughs) They all get tons of... You mean um, we're not getting the incels on this podcast? No. We need to get to the incels. Handsome people. What is it? Red pill or is it black pill now? No, I, I can't keep up with it. Red pill wasn't... Wait, which was the one that got you out of the Matrix? Um, the blue pill. The blue pill got you out of the Matrix. Okay. It was the red pill. I can't remember. No, nor can I. Whichever one got you out of the Matrix, wasn't it because it was the colour of the hormone therapy that trans people took? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then people that are very much against trans people have now appropriated red pilling as to mean something else? Yeah. Because that's what they do. Fucking weirdos. Anyway, Wednesday. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a series about the character Wednesday, Wednesday Adams, who is sent to a boarding school following the incident where she defends her her brother and causes one of uh, fellow students to lose a testicle uh, because they were bullying her brother. Um, once she's in this um, in this boarding school, she finds that it's it's for extraordinary children. So you've got things like werewolves and and, and medusas and such there, oh. gorgons, I should call them. Um, and there's a murder mystery. It's 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 got it's Gwendolyn called Gorgon Ramsay. Yes, fantastic, and that's the kind of humour that incels come to this podcast for. Name of a band. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, Gorgon Ramsay. Yeah, are they all Medusas? No. Oh, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's just like a gothy. It's got a good aesthetic. It's got some got some fun casting. Catherine Zeta Jones plays Morticia. Um, Louis Guzman. Famed actor who came from Greendale. He plays uh, Gomez. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays the headmistress of the school. And uh, Christina Ricci plays She's one a of the big teachers. Lady. Yeah. She's a very tall lady. Who, Christina Ricci? No, Gwendolyn. Oh, Gwendolyn Christie, yes, she is. Yeah, um, yeah all in all, really. Christina Ricci's in it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's one of them castings like they do on um, yeah. Supergirl and stuff when they cast like Helen Slater as Supergirl's mum. Oh yeah, yeah. It's or kind when of they like cast, um, Mar- was it was it um, the girl who was 
in one of the Superman films was Mark Kent in Smallville, oh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, uh, all in all, it's quite fun. It's not, like, crazy taxing. It's not really... You can kind of see who and where it's going pretty early on. But, I mean, it's fun. Like, Fred Armistan, uh, Armistan comes in, plays uh, plays uh, Uncle Fester, which is a nice bit of casting. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah I yeah. thought that show had already been on for ages when they announced no, it. No, no, it's only the first series. Apparently, the second series is coming soon, and they do like have like a little cliffhanger and stuff. There's just, it's just, you know, it's fun. Simple. Does cousin, does the cousin thing, it. does the thing hang the off thing, on the cliff? Yeah. No, thing gets stabbed at one point. Uh, mm. And they have like some, like, there's some interesting bits and pieces, like, like the Adams family, they are the archetype Adams family, but they have like, like little bits and pieces here and there where there's like family history and, you know, they use, they use some of the, some of like the pre-existing things we know about the Adams family and then they like a, a, adapt it to the series. But it's good. Tim Burton helped with it. You can tell. What did he do? Was he like um, <laughs> doing some painting on the set or did he no, no, like get cups of copy for people? He's a producer. Oh, oh. <laughs> So yeah, you could tell because it's got his aesthetic, and uh, you still can't say the word aesthetic. Aesthetic, and uh, Danny Elfman does some of the scoring for it. It's kind of pathetic. Pathetic. It can't. is pathetic. Um, Patatas. Um, and uh, yeah, just all in all, oh, good, wait, good it's fun a Danny time. Elfman score. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Does it go? I don't know. What is this? That's the Danny Elfman score. I thought that Danny Elfman didn't he do Barry Sonnenfeld's. Men in Black 1. No, Will Smith did the theme tune to Men in Black 1. Yeah, exactly. What about Beetlejuice? No, 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 like there's the Danny Elfman what's tune. This? What's this? Excitement in the yeah. What's this? What's this? Yeah, anything can be made with badums. That's how life works. It's like carbon. Um, anyway, yeah, Wednesday. It's Spider-Man theme as well, though. It's not bad. It's not bad. I enjoyed it. It's only eight episodes. Flies by. Who's this General Tiger? Who? The one who plays Wednesday. Keep seeing her everywhere. I don't know who she is. She seems like one of those people, like a Timothy Chalamet, where someone's decided she's going to be she super famous. In, she's in loads of stuff. Is isn't she? she? Wasn't yeah. she in one of the screams? Yeah. She's in Scream Five, isn't she? Maybe. Yeah. But she's one of them ones who like some. Was she in? Let's cabal of people, you know who, oh, she have was in decided X as well. That's why I saw that her. she's going to be a famous person. She was in. She was in X, which is one of the things I yeah, saw she's in her. Scream Five as well. Yeah. How old is she? Twenty. Too too young for you. Half your age plus seven. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, she screamed. Studio 666. Oh, she was in that as well. X. And she's in Scream 6. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> should have read that. And that's in spoilers. She's in Scream 6. Uh, but yeah, no, all in all, pretty good. Pretty good. I'd recommend anyone check it out. If you like The Adam's Family, it's not as... It's not as funny as The Adam's Family or The Adam's Family Values. Those films are actually pretty good. And I, I think... No, it's Family Reunion. That's bad. That was bad. But Tim Curry's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values are pretty great. I think that Adam's Family Values has one of the best Michael Jackson jokes in it. Yeah. Um, you know, like at the summer camp where they're trying to like desensitize them or turn them normal and they take Crumholtz and they take Christina Ricci and they put them in a room. And as they go in, Crumholtz starts screaming and it 
pans up to a poster on the wall and it's got Heal the World Michael Jackson in it. He's just, ah! Ah! Look at that. That's good. I like that. Um, in this, they've got a great joke where uh, he turns up, well, what, one of her love interests turns up and he's like, I brought, you a, yeah, I brought you a picnic and I brought some scary movies. And he goes and puts a movie on and it starts up and it's legally blonde. And, he, and she goes like, she goes, terrifying. <laughs> and I was like, good, great. That's a nice little joke. Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, all in all, great. I liked it. Um, but not perfect. You know, it's not like, it's not edge of your seat TV. You're not going to be clamoring to watch the next episode. Just if They cancelled Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Did they? To do... Like and now they're doing Wednesday and it's 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 basically the same. No, she doesn't really have like magic powers Still, so much. You know. Yeah, I know. Goff adjacent girl in school. Why couldn't they do um what was the zombie one? The zombie one? Yeah, Archie had a zombie. Why are you um, so freaking obsessed with zombie porn? It was like um afterlife with a Archie. Eye zombie, and then there's friggin' Warm bodies. You freaking. You oh, just want to. You just want to bang good. a zombie. I zombie was good as well. You liked I zombie. I didn't watch I zombie. No, you didn't. You didn't watch it. No. Did you? Didn't even read the comic, did you? I, 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 Rose McGuy McIver. Uh, she's oh, in Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, Wednesday. I'm going to give it uh, Gwendolyn Christie. When do new episodes come out? What of Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. They all came out at once. What day did they come out? Not on Wednesday. What the fuck? Oh, no, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, Catherine I recommend Zeta it. Jones is in it. Yeah, she plays uh, Morticia. Yeah, and uh, Louis Guzman plays uh, um, what's his name, Gomez. Yeah, yeah. He looks very, more, very much accurate to the drawings of the Adam's family because you know, like so Raúl Julio was like so cruel. Why are, you being, why are you dissing Louis Guzman? Well, he's literally wearing like a fat suit in this, I think, at one point. No. And he's got the gross teeth. No, he's had a lot of chili. You reckon? He's yeah. eaten a lot of chili. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, goddamn enchiladas! <laughs> that's, that, sorry, that was... Uh, Is he the one who kept... No, he's not the one who kept stealing people's jokes, was it? It was... Um, oh, you're talking about... Um, what's his name? Um, who's that comedian? The fat one. Yeah. Fluffy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he stole it. Your review, Anne. Anyway, I watched Carmen Rider One, not to be confused with Carmen Rider the First or Carmen Rider Ichigo, the first Carmen Rider series. Carmen Rider One is about Carmen Rider Ichigo, and it's his last performance as Carmen Rider Ichigo. This is from 2014. He retired. He did some voices afterwards. Oh, you mean like he's playing the, the same character actor, for the last time? The same okay. actor, Hiroshi Fujioka. Um, his son plays Carmen Rider One now when they want him to appear anymore um, his son was the new Sagata Sanshiro as well because the first Kamen Rider was Sagata Sanshiro do you remember Sagata Sanshiro no the Sega mascot who wore the karate gi and would shout stuff oh yeah Japanese. him yeah. him that's Kamen Rider 1 oh, okay cool so this film's about him he's older now he's like in his like well I mean I guess in his 70s by this point because um, the first Kamen Rider series was in 1972 um, so he's getting old he's mm. getting on a bit um, and he's been travelling the world doing miscellaneous bad guy beating around the world. Okay. And he's come back to Japan because a girl that he was meant to look after, he promised um, an old friend that he would look after his granddaughter, his granddaughter but he, he, he ended up leaving her for whatever mm. reason. She's in trouble. Someone's a after her. granddaughter. Either. Someone's after her. And stuff's happening. Bad stuff's happening. Um, this one is like, it's you know, it's, it's fine. I like, they, they've done some stuff. 
they given um, Ichigo a new look. So he's because he's older and bulkier, mm. you can't get away with putting like a twenty-something-year-old in a spandex suit anymore, because you would instantly notice that he loses a lot of weight. Um, not that he's he's a bit chubby, but he's he's bulky. Yeah, he's older. He's a lot older. Um, so Kamen Rider's got a much more bulky sort of like sort of like a mean biker look to him now. He's always had a bit of a biker thing going on, obviously, because the Kamen Riders they have motorbikes as part of their thing. But he's got this whole like. You know when you get the biker gear, it's really padded and it's like, you know, proper big bulky shit. Yeah, it looks like it's got thick leather and actual Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, he's a big thing. He's very wide. Um, I can't dig it. I think it's quite a cool look. I think it works. It's all, it's all right. Um, the thing that brings this down a bit is that it was made... It's an anniversary one and it was made to tie in with the Carmen Rider Ghost series, which is why I watched it because I've been watching Carmen Rider Ghost. Mm-hmm. And this takes place during that series. Yeah. I'm very hard-pressed to know it. Um, and it kind of like it doesn't know if it wants to be a Carmen Rider ghost film or a film about Carmen Rider one. It doesn't focus enough on the original Carmen Rider mm. to tell a meaningful story for like his last big battle. It does. It does do stuff like there's a there's a big death fake out thing. I can spoil this. It's like eight years old now. This film, but there's a big bit where you think he's died and stuff, and it's like oh no, funeral for him and all this sort of stuff. Doesn't matter because obviously he's a Carmen Rider. Magical shit happens all the time. Comes back yeah. to life, rises from the ashes like a phoenix and shit. Um, but you know it's one of the because it's ghost, isn't it? This Carmen mm-hmm. Rider ghost mm-hmm. is tied into it. It's spirit. There's mystical stuff happening in that show. Yeah, of course. But um, it could have easily have just done this film without Carmen Rider ghost at all. But I guess they had to have a summer movie for him and new toys for him. Um, but. It's, it's fine. It's an, it's an enjoyable watch. So a lot of these are. They're just they're okay watches. Just fun watches. You know, there's some nice fights, like fight stuff. You know, there's some there's some. You can tell they spent a bit more money on this than they usually do. There's a bit more like, Come you know, on. nicer locations, bit more special effects stuff going on. It's a bit more beyond what they would normally do. Like it feels like something that's actually not been shot over a week. It feels like they probably spent a few weeks filming this one film. Whereas normally I get this impression these films are done in like a week and a half and like, you know, rushed out because, you know, they don't look any different to the TV show a lot of the time. But this one has a li- that little extra little extra sheen to it to make it look a little bit better. Um, you know, there's 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 a bit set in Thailand and I'm, I'm not sure entirely if they filmed it in Thailand or not. I think they might have. I think they might have travelled somewhere and shot it. Probably not, but, you know, it's quite cool. Beat a bunch of guys up. And it's always fun when someone beats up a bunch of guys because just when you're a cyborg, you can beat up anyone you want. Come Rider Ichigo goes a cyborg. He got experimented on, and you know messed up by the evil villains, and he was brainwashed by him. But then he broke the decoding um, all within twenty minutes of episode one of Come Rider Ichigo. He goes for a lot in that first twenty minutes. Um, that happens in Come Rider. You know, it's just this is what happens when you're a hero in Japan. The first week of your hero life is extremely busy. Do you remember the first episode of Power Rangers? No. Where they, they're like, you know, Rita Repulsa's free, Zordon wakes up, he gets the Power Rangers together. free? Um, some um, space explorers land oh, on the moon. yeah, I remember that. Now find, they move yeah. to the top of the thing. Yeah, we skipped the whole thing about them travelling back to the moon. Um, but, you know, a lot happens in the first episode of these shows because, you know, you got to get the toys on the shelves. But, um, yeah, Carmen Rider 1, it's fine. It's it's decent. I think it would have been better if it was just entirely focused on Carmen Rider 1, but then I suppose you want a bit of that legacy thing going on, don't you? To be like, 
here's the new hero and he's going to learn a lesson from Kamen Rider 1, which never comes up again in the series. Of course. Um, in fact, all the things that like hint at Kamen Rider 1, the film, in the series, happen like many, many weeks before the film is set. Because there's a date in the series and there's a date the film's set at and it puts it like right in the second half of the series. No, Whereas all the hints are dropped in the first half because that's when the film was released. Because um, the series doesn't have the usual timeline thing. Most Kamen Rider series feel like they're happening week after week. Mm. Whereas um, Kamen Rider Ghosts can have like five episodes that take place in the space of like a day and a half or something. Like They're very tightly packed episodes sometimes and there's always a constant countdown going on. Yeah. Because there's a certain amount of time he's got to like gather all these icons together and stuff. The Kamen Rider Ghost is it's, it's all right. Um, I can't remember one. It's fine. It's fine. I like the Kamen Rider suit. We're getting a big reboot of Kamen Rider soon, aren't we? Hideki Anno's directed that um, new Shin Kamen Rider film. Not the Shin Kamen Rider from the 90s. We don't want to get him confused. This is a remake um, of the you know the Kamen Rider 1 in film form. Not to be confused with Kamen Rider the First, which was a remake of the original Kamen Rider in film form. Um, they really like rebooting that first Kamen Rider. There seems to be a whole thing. Is there something about that that makes it different <clears throat> from other, other series of Kamen Rider? I mean, it's the first one. And if you actually watch it, um, Takeshi Hongo, the main Kamen Rider one, isn't in the series much because the actor broke his leg a few weeks, <laughs> about 10 weeks into the um, show because mm. he used to do all his own bike stunts and stuff, like yeah. in his costume and everything. He slid off his bike and buggered his leg up and they had to take him out of the show for a few months. So Kamen Rider 2 comes in. So the first Kamen Rider series has Kamen Rider 1 and 2 in it because the lead actor broke his leg. And no one ever talks about Kamen Rider Nigo, the second one. Um, Ichigo gets all the credit, even though he's like missing for half the series. Yeah. He turns up every now and again, stands still for a bit. And then sometimes he turns up in suit, so he don't need, he's just someone in suit. And then the second half of the series. Yeah, second half of the series, he's back. Um, and then he just, I suppose he crops up again over the course of the next few years. The show's always cool back to the old ones, you know? Yeah. But, you know, he's he's the legend. His whole family are like, they've got that whole, like, we're a celebrity family, so you must look at us thing going on. Mm. They've got a YouTube channel, which is just about their life, and it's all like, yeah. it's one of those things that's like, hi, I am the daughter, and I have a song this week. And she sings some mediocre song. What? And everyone applauds. Sounds awful. They live in a very expensive house. It still sounds awful. Probably that Sega money as much as the Kamen Rider money. Sega money. Wait, is it those, those Sega Sagata Shanshiro adverts? They're a big deal in Japan. They were a massive campaign. It was really popular. Did they popular. Really get that much money for doing them, though? Oh, he, yeah, he was freaking in it for years. Do you remember them? There was a sumo wrestling one, and there was the one, I think, where he stops a helicopter from crashing into a building or something. Mm. I can't remember. There's all sorts. There's crazy stuff. And his son's doing the things now. His son's in the adverts. He doesn't have the hardness look as... Takeshi Hongo has they don't really in Japan now do they the younger generation don't look as tough as the older generation when you go back to like 70s Japanese stuff all the heroes look tough as nails yeah like you watch like Akira Kurosawa films and stuff like that and all the heroes look hard as nails but nowadays they're it's all it's harder living back then mate yeah don't have to, there's no struggles anymore we don't have to deal with like the ongoing effects of a world war or anything like that we're just you know, the war we're facing is a well, war of Well, back prices. in them days, if you became a Kamen Rider, you had to be kidnapped by a secret organisation and turned into a cyborg. Exactly. And that's tough going on you. Whereas nowadays, you find like a friggin... An app. 
you know, you find some fruit oh, that getting, goes that. onto a weird belt or... Oh no! Actually, the current common ride is Battle Royale themed. Um, it's kind of it? like yeah, it's kind of like Fortnite. Um, they have like games, and parts of the city get boxed off, and these aliens attack, and oh, they have okay. to complete some sort of challenge in these games. This sounds a lot like uh, Alice in wherever it was that. Um... Yeah, but it's good because it's Kamen Rider. Yeah, but that was good. Yeah, but this is good because it's Kamen Rider. There this... was an old man Kamen Rider in a couple of episodes and. Do you remember the, the program Teen Wolf on campus? No. Never mind that. I remember Teen Wolf. No, no, Big Wolf on campus. I remember sorry. Corey in the house. Do you remember Big Wolf on campus? No. You don't remember Big Wolf? Okay. No. Okay, so it's a Canadian show. Yeah. Brendan Quinn played a teen teenager who got bitten by a werewolf and then could become a werewolf to battle yeah. supernatural entities. Yeah, so you become a werewolf. Kind of like Carmen Ryder. Yeah. We did get bitten by a grasshopper to become a car no, rider. No, did not. He just, no. it was more like the supernatural side of things. And it had like a monster of the week. What was that Canadian show where they was set in a high school and they had the Necronomicon and shit? Oh, um, Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah, that's the one. That was yeah. a great show. Yeah, I remember that. They had an animated show for that not I saw long like ago. one episode of it. It was quite fun. I watched it. It had a bit of an Evil Dead vibe to it yeah. in some ways. Had some, had some icky, gooey, gory bits. Yeah. Yeah, had Jason Mewes in it. Snoogans. Snoogans. Snoogans, 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 Boogans. Snoogans, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, you, your review. Okay, well, I'm going to review the dating apps that I've been on in the last four weeks. No. Yes, I'm just going to review, review things. Because this is more interesting. You're going to start... I'm not going to start any do- sort of Doxing hate. No, I'm women. going to start doxing... On, I'm not going to talk about any of the people that I've met off of here. I'm just going to talk about the apps and my experiences thus far. All right. So Tinder. Tinder's a bad app. People shouldn't use Tinder. Tinder seems to be just for hookups. And as much as I appreciate that's a thing that some people need, if you're looking for a relationship, don't go on Tinder. All right? That that brings us to the more normal ones. So you've got Bumble and Hinge. All right? So Bumble, you just match with people, much like Tinder, but the woman has to talk to you first. So... Buck Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> buck to the buck, buck to the buck, buck to the buck, the Bumble. Level? No, the Buck Bumble's an N64 game. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, Bumble, women speak first. You just, you go on there and you match with people. And then if a woman decides they want to talk to you, they talk to you, basically. Oh, Um, she's the queen bee. It's not too bad. It's a nice app. The interface is good. Owned by the same people that own Plenty of Fish, own Tinder, own Match.com, and own Hinge. So unhinged uh, and and hinge, sorry. Oh. Um, and well, then hinge. fish like freaks me out because uh, like Vicky used to go on that. Yeah, yeah. And the website looked like it looked like it looked like Bebo. It looked like Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't go on plenty of fish, people. Ever, it's a bad place. So hinge is the one that has been. I've been. Some jungle from like early nineties yeah. or That's late nineties. Bumble. Who's who sings it? Um, probably one of the developers. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Hinge is the one I've been most successful with. Hinge is just like it's a nice interface. It's an easy use app. You just like people's photos and then you speak basically. And it's the one that I've got the most dates on, and it is the one that's easiest to talk to people. Just don't send people a bunch of dick pics. I don't understand why people do this. Why have you been getting what? They've been sending you dick pics? No, 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 no. Luckily, I've changed my profile, so it shows that I'm a man and I'm looking for women. But before, I got a couple of dick pics. And this was without any pictures or anything. I just set it up and I was just like there. But because when you set it up, it like, the app's really weird. It defaulted on, you know, I have the Samsung flippy phone. Yeah. So the Samsung flippy phone, for some reason, it defaulted on a bunch of my apps. So when I started trying to go into them, it asked me to log in again. Hmm. I don't know if that's something to do with the phone, but I've reset it and sold it. 
because I just can't be putting up with that because it does it on everything, including PayPal and Facebook and everything. And like I use logins for those. So so you were getting dick pics. I was getting a couple of dick pics. But uh, that's okay. I started again. Hinge, I started again. And it's been just... Fold your screen out to... <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's both sides of the screen. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a penis. But anyway, so this is the weird thing. So um, I started going on these sites because it's been a couple of years since I split up with my ex. Uh, and, you know, I'm still supporting them. I'm still friends with them. That's a perfect ratio of pickle to burger. Um, I'm still supporting them. They're still very much my best friend. But, you know, looking for a relationship now. Looking to move on. And, um, and yeah, so I took some time to work on myself. And then now I'm on these dating sites. And... It's weird when you look into the history of these dating sites. So I do I joined them. I just interacted with people. I've got a couple of dates around. I made a couple of nice friends. You know, it's a good environment. As long as you're like above a five out of 10 and not an incel, you're perfectly fine on there. You can have a good time. Uh, learn how to take a picture. That's the other thing that I got advice wise. One of the girls on there says, yeah, you just like, you've just got to learn how to take a half decent picture. Make sure you've got lighting and like, you just, oh, I've got lighting. I can, but for some reason, yeah, you've got your pro light. You've got your ring light. Where is it? No, I've got ring lights. I've got proper lights. I've got lights, but. For some reason, after the first time I used them... Do they just keep going stripper mode? No, no. They <laughs> they default to red. Oh. <laughs> when I turn them on, <laughs> even though I always put them in white, they default to red. And I don't know why. Are you saying we've got to have an exorcism for your lights? Maybe. maybe. <coughs> so, anyway. I, I do have a photo of me with the red lights, though. It's I really, couldn't really just good. go... I'm the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't just go on these sites. Like, I, had, I was interested... Because, like, a lot of people on there, they do tell you about the bad experiences they've had. And especially when you're having conversations with people and you're you're being pleasant, you're being happy, you're like having these good chats. Even people that you're not interested in romantically, talk to them, find out about them. Have like it's all good practice for interacting with other human beings. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I found most interesting was a very attractive girl, really nice. Jesus Christ, it's even giving you horns. The lights were like a space for horns. The lights weren't pointed at me. That's fucking weird. <laughs> um, so she's really nice, really attractive, and we, we're still talking now. But one of the things that she was saying is that, like, you go on these sites and immediately when you create the profile, you just get this negative attention cycle. Like, it is, like, a lot of people go for Bumble now because men can't just send you dick pics. You have to sort of go through and you see, and if you like them, you go, okay, I'll chat to this person. And that works fine if you're just chatting. But as soon as someone, like, goes on there and they chat someone they find interest, if that person's intent is just to send you a dick pic, then... Even though there's that barrier, they're still just going to send a dick pic. And so, like, I started looking more into the dating sites. I started looking more into into what they do. And, and I started, started looking more into the dick pics. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I got really fascinated with the back end of things. So I was like, there has to be... At least some... Hunter Biden's dick picking. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some sort of protection out there for people. So I found news stories where they were talking about the group that owns these dating apps. They had, they had come up with this technology that would detect if something was a dick pic and stop it from being sent. <laughs> Right? But it doesn't work. It just doesn't stop it. People no. just find ways around it. Were they it. using the same technology they used in that Lego game to no. stop the the Lego dicks? So so I thought that was really interesting and I was like I was like, well they must be still working on this. Nope, nary a peep for the last three years about this technology they were working on to stop dick pics. But so I moved on. I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe they dropped the ball on that one, but there must be like there must be something that, you know, they do that's good. There must be some protections they have for people that use these sites. Turns out no. So if you use the free version of the sites, there is no vetting for your profile or for your details whatsoever. So they have admitted that there is no protection in place for anyone who uses a free dating site where sex offenders and things like that 
can get access to your information. They can meet you. They can find out how close you are to the house. And they can pretend to be someone and potentially do horrible fucking things to you. And I was like, well, that's weird. But there's a simple fix for that. We've all got a device in our pocket that has GPS. If we're going on a date with someone and they're not the person they say they are, you press a button and then immediately it alerts someone. Just tied to some sort of network. And then if you don't press it again after five minutes or if you don't, you know, if there's something that, if there's just some sort of fail safe, so that if you want to leave, you can just leave and it alerts the police to your presence. And if you need someone additionally there, you can press it again and it sends out an alert to the local police. Fine, simple. We've got shit like that already that's in place on apps like Twitter and stuff like that. But it's not in place on any of these dating sites, which I found weird. So I started looking into it more. And it turns out that tons of sexual assaults that happen linked to Twitter, and most of the time this is women that have to deal with this shit, a lot of the sexual assaults that happen, the details of the people that perform those acts, the people that they have on their app that have GPS data for IP addresses, information like that, they often don't follow up on reports when there's a case of sexual assault based on someone they've met on that app. Well, the cops are on there. No. The cops aren't on there. Some of them will be, but some of them could also be sexual predators because that's the age we live in. That's how they... But it's just, it seems fucking insane that they're not even doing the basic things you would expect an app to do to protect people that use it, especially women. In this current climate... They don't don't need to protect them because they're just money-flowing devices. I know. No, I know they are. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? And I thought of that as well. Here's the thing, though. If you're adding more protections to reduce the cost of, you know... Reduce the cost of policing the streets, protecting these people, reducing the danger of these sorts of events, then you could probably get some sort of tax write off for doing that service. It could be a money maker for these people. If you make it so there are protections in place that protect people from sexual assault, especially when it's online dating, when there is a high degree of people being attacked by people they've met online, because it's fucked, it's fucking insane. But if you were to introduce things like that to protect people, there must be an incentive that the government can offer you. And you're going to link people to this podcast when on your dating profile. Yeah, so everyone yeah. thinks you're such a... So, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, oh, what, no. what a white knight. I haven't told thing. anyone about this and no one knows my full name. You just put in your first... Well, your, your full name's in there. You went to your details and you link it. Like, if you're on the up and up, like like me, or like if you were to join it, you would just add your Facebook page because... Then it just links to this decades-old fucking information hub you've had Ooh, for years. My Facebook page linked to a fucking day. I just do it. Just oh do it. Fuck it. God. It's on there. And once you've done that... That's why all your matches come up on Facebook. <laughs> Would you like to add your new friend, Matt? But no, it's like... Because it's just a simple thing. Like, it, it's me doing my due dil- diligence as a human being to make sure that, like, you know, I'm doing everything I can to identify myself to these people. It would be different if it was something like it was just a shopping ad or, or app or something like that. But instead, it's it's an app in which I am looking for someone who I'm interested in romantically. It's, it's not shopping. like... That's... What? Could go on a shopping app for that. Yeah, I could do. Right. I, could, I don't know if that's how you start a relationship, really. <laughs> Although, always suddenly in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Roxy, I love you. I don't want you to stop whoring. Just want you to stop banging other dudes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really fucking interesting. It's really dark. It's really interesting. There are really nice people in there. This is the thing that I don't understand. There are loads of really nice, attractive women that for some reason want to talk to me and I don't get that part of it. But at the same time, it's a nice place to meet people and I wish it was just a bit safer. Including like, and also this is the thing, right? Although I say it's mostly women that get assaulted on these websites, there are also men that get sexually assaulted on these websites and robbed, stabbed, murdered in some. I've all this research to find out why you haven't been. Why haven't been robbed, stabbed, or murdered? Or sexually assaulted? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. I keep wearing my skimpiest outfits. 
Because apparently, according to the right wing, that's how you get. You got those shorts that Kylie Minogue wore in the spinning around video, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> little cold. Hot I pants. can't see. This is the other thing that I don't understand. Is and this is like this is one of those weird things that I'm one of those people. Like that, meat spin. <laughs> I'm one of those people that believes like you can wear whatever you want, and I don't think you should ever have to worry about being assaulted by someone. Unless it's tacky, <laughs> like shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but no, I genuinely believe We're that Heathcliff and- costume to a Garfield convention, <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, a Marmaduke costume. What oh. are you doing, Marsupilami? Odie only. Um, I just Marmaduke. I, <clears throat> but like, there are people that are legitimately out there, and this again, this is this is examples I've been shown from these dating apps. There are people out there that like get angry at girls for wearing certain things, and then have expectations because they've seen a picture of them wearing something in their profile. And it's like, well, clearly they're wearing a bikini because they're at the fucking beach. I'm not, like, expecting them to turn up completely naked and want to just fuck me in the middle of Waterloo Station. I'm, mm. you know, it's it just... And it's like this weird incel mentality that these people have that try and interact with women and then immediately demand something or send a dick pic. And honestly, guys, stop sending dick pics because when I say you don't know how to take a picture, your dick isn't being flattered in those fucking shots. It looks mostly chodes. It's like trying to find an olive in a Greek guy's pubes. It's fucking grim. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, dating apps. They're pretty bad. <laughs> Not the worst. I use my lights and everything, and you're just, you know, being... <laughs> but no, like, as I said, I've had some really positive experiences on that. I'm not a great-looking guy. Like, I'm just honest, and I go out there, and I just talk to people. And, you know, like, people have been really friendly, been really, really nice on that. And, you know, I've got a couple of dates from it, and I've got a couple more coming up. Oh, oh. Trying to work out if... Uh... Can I ask you a question? No. Is it is it, like, is it bad if I'm going to London on Saturday to meet a girl? Hmm. Would it be bad if I scheduled another date with a girl who's also in London in the afternoon? Because the girl I'm meeting on Saturday morning is just, like, a morning thing. So if I just, like, do that and then... What if it becomes more than a morning thing? Uh, she's got something planned for the afternoon, so she's, yeah. like, hard she's going on a date with someone in the afternoon <laughs> in London. <laughs> it's going to be me. I'll turn up and be like, oh, this is awkward. So you could go to Forbidden Planet instead. Oh, yeah. You could go to Prince Charles or something. Yeah, go see Prince Charles. Go to that Burger King that has the, um, you know, the machine where you can get the um, orange Coke from it. I was going to go to Temple of Satan and get some of the fake vegan fried chicken stuff. It's really mm, good. Temple of Satan. Yeah. Is that opposite the Scientology yeah. place? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, like, dating apps. I think that, you know, I think a lot of people put a lot of negativity on them. If you're more of a positive person, you're not trying to just send dick pics to women. Although, nothing wrong with you sending pictures of duty generals to someone that you're, you know, is expecting that. If that's, like, a thing with consent. I mean, anything that involves sex just needs consent. Because if you're not consenting, then it's rape. Sexual assault, isn't it? It's fucking grim. Your review, Ant. That wasn't a bad review. I told you. I've been thinking about this. I've been working yeah, on this. Think about it. Yeah. Next week you're going to review fucking cheese toasties. Cheese you reviewed and... toilet paper one week, and I didn't the first it. week. <laughs> it was bad toilet paper. <laughs> was this the one where you accidentally gave yourself a bit of an examination? That every single one was ripping, like wafer thin. <laughs> not like Beyblade ripping. It was, it not was like rough. Beyblade ripping. It was rough. It was somehow rough and weak. Even that blooming the cheapest toilet paper in Morrison's is better. Yeah, it is, yeah. Not Morrison's own brand stuff. Don't use that anymore. It's terrible. We can't get... I don't think they do their own brand, now. No, they don't. Anyway. Um, Sonic Front front Ears. Oh, a video game. He's got front ears. He hasn't got back ears. Because this is front ears and back ears. 
Uh, it's a new Sonic Hedgehog game. It's open world. Um, they've hacked it into the engine, the Sonic engine. Is it a Sonic engine? That's called the one they've been using for years for like Sonic Unleashed and all this sort of yeah. stuff. Um, they made an open world game using it, and it's yeah, it's all right. Um, it, I applaud the effort. You know, I applaud the effort. But like a lot of Sonic games, controls a bit weird. Um, Sonic has a habit of just like flying off all over the place and missing platforms. You like you hit a sp- like this this. So you have the open world right. And you'll have little tasks to do in the open world. You'll have boss battles come up in the open world and all this sort of stuff. And you'll have rings you can fly around and little, like, challenges you can do and enemies to beat and all this sort of stuff. And sometimes you'll come across these, like, things that look like big chairs. And you get a gear and you put a gear in it and it unlocks, like, a a regular Sonic level from, you know, like a 2D one or a 3D level. Classic, normal Sonic levels. And you run through those. There seems to be only a few different styles of them. But, um... The, you get loads of times where you hit a ramp that's like dead on straight and you'll be holding forward and Sonic will just like shoot off to the left because he does that all the time. Oh, we're going to have similar things to say straight about different games. Off, straight off the edge of the frigging map. Mm. Um, does it Does it loads. It's a bit of a pain in the bum. Um, but I don't think they've quite got those Sonic controls down in 3D games somehow, even though they've done loads of them. Sonic Generations was the only one that felt really good for that. And I don't know why they can't just mix Sonic Generations style. Um, Sonic Lost World was really good for the 3D Sonic stuff. But everyone said they hated that game, even though it was like it did some really good stuff. Because you, you remember that one, you had the tube levels, didn't you? And you ran down the tube and you could tap the button to shimmy over to the next segment of the tube. Because the tube was like made up of eight segments or whatever. So you'd always be in a lane. And it'll keep you running forwards when you're running through the lane. You can't just wobble around all over the place and lose control and stuff like that. That's what Sonic needs. It needs your, You need to have a lane. You need to be able to shimmy between them, keep the speed up, and all that sort of stuff. Um, those individual little levels are not particularly inspired design-wise. They are very basic. Like, Do they feel like some of the classic Sonic stuff? Like, Do they feel nah. like anything? No. No, nah, it feels like it's been made in a Sonic Hedgehog level maker. Which, um, that Sonic Boom game had a lot of that, didn't it? Yeah, the- it had the weird side-on bouncy bits. Yeah, which looked like they were put together in Mario Maker or something. They like. also had that horrible 3D background, you know, the terrible faux perspective background. Yeah. You know, it's almost like 2.5, but it feels flat because it doesn't actually link to anything. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. This has got a bit of that going on. Um, the 2D ones are probably worse in this. But the open world stuff, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Just running around, you, you've sort of like... You'll see stuff to go and do. You'll just you'll see something in the distance. You'll be like, oh, I'll go over that way, see what's over here. Um, the only thing is, like, there's all those grind rails and all the platforms and stuff, and they kind of look like, like especially the grind rails, they look like bits of geometry that haven't loaded in properly all the time because they're just, like, lines in the air and stuff, and they're all the exact same lines. And I kind of feel like if they were, like, integrated into the level where there, there was loops built into the levels and stuff like that and... What is with the grind rails in Sonic games, anyway? So ever since Sonic Adventure, isn't it? It's been been a thing. Um, but to make it worse, they sort of pop in like right in front of you. Like the draw distance is pretty bad for a thing that's got large open vistas. Yeah, I've heard um, about that as well. Yeah, they, I mean, you're supposed to like load lower poly models and then like you that know didn't work for Pokemon though. No, nah, there's loads of these games that because that's the whole point of them is to really is to isn't it a problem with like the memory they're the not load. releasing stuff from la- the RAM properly? No, because I don't think there is any lower poly models. Oh, I right. think it literally just has the model that comes up and that's it, and oh, it loads it into the game when it's close enough. Yeah. Um. 
could definitely do with some work, but they've been patching it though, apparently, um, you know, to make it a bit better. Um, it's a bit, definitely a lot better impression from it than from that first few trailers they did, because the trailers made it look bad. Remember that first trailer, the first thing they showed was Sonic climbing up that tower and he gets to the top and does nothing. Like nothing happens when he gets to the top of it. In this, you go into the top of the tower to collect an item and you also get a cutscene that first time you go up one of those towers. I think it's the same one from that trailer. Um, but there's usually like characters at the top of it or something or something to do. Um, but yeah, you can just... I do find I'm losing my way a lot as well. Mm. Um I get disoriented by which way I'm supposed to be going. I could do with a compass at the top of the screen, I think, just so I know which way's north. Um, That'd be helpful. Because um, usually, it's just like a map with like some little dots. You can put see. you can put markers on the map and stuff. Oh, okay. But um, the map's gradually unveiled though, so there's loads of areas you can't see. You have to, you have like little checkpoint type things that you go up to, and there'll be some sort of mini game mm. or some sort of challenge, like maybe run a ring around a bunch of bad enemies to complete a challenge or something. Because there's that whole loop thing you can do. Yeah. Can make a loop, draw a dick. <laughs> yeah. um, it's infinity thing. symbol, isn't it? That's yeah. the one you meant to draw. But you just draw circles around things. Just draw a loop, connect it, and psh, it does a thing. Um, but yeah, you get those, and they uncover little parts of the map. Like they'll load up a couple of segments of the map at a time to give you an idea of what's out there. Yeah. Because um, what you're doing most of the time is you're collecting up hearts by doing challenges, and the hearts you use to talk to Amy, and then Amy sort of triggers the next part of the story. Oh, okay. It's very, yeah, you know, very convoluted. It's just, mm. there's a lot of hearts and gems and things. All the other shit that goes with that. Um, I'm, I'm still only on the first island because I haven't played a whole ton of it, but you collect up Chaos Emeralds. I've collected three so far, and it looks like you collect up all the Chaos Emeralds on the island, fight the boss at the end of it, and then go to the next island and do the same thing. Rinse again. or repeat. Yeah, because I think there's four islands in the game in total. Okay. Um, and that's it's all right. I do find it weird that they keep going for this dreary sort of realistic looking environments in these Sonic games yeah there's always like an apocalyptic event and shit like yeah. that yeah because the thing is whenever you go to Green Hill Zone that feels like Sonic to me does it have the music no da, no da, da, it's, da, da. it's got this dancey music it's quite cool music it's alright okay. I think there's some Crush 40 in there as well oh cool um, but like I don't know to me when you play as Green Hill levels and Sonic is a, I don't know if anyone's noticed this but Sonic is a blue hedgehog that wears sneakers and gloves with giant eyes um, when you put him in a realistic environment, it looks it's weird. weird. Mm. Like, the, I mean, the film barely got away with it. Well, the film got away with it because you've got the ultimate cuck, James Marsden, who yeah. is in every animated Act Against Nothing film that's been released for a very long time. Like that time he, op- he was in X-Men Last Stand. Yep, he got famously made cuck of in X-Men Last Stand. But he was also in, like, he's been in all of these fucking weird animated mix-up. Yeah, Hop mm-hmm. was like a big one. I think that's the only one he's in. No, he's in a bunch of them. Is he? Yeah, James Marsden is in like a bunch of weird fake anime shows. Marley and Me? No, that's... Uh, that's wow. A, that's wow. Yeah, James Marsden just is in stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's just like Fam- in everything. Famke Janssen's in the Saint Seiya movie that's coming out next year. The what? You know Saint Seiya? No. Or Knights of the Zodiac, as it sometimes gets called. It's a very popular anime that was made for French television. Oh, that's weird. John Wilkes Booth was played by... Uh, by um, what, in James Marsden John Wilkes Booth. in Zoolander what, in Su- John Wilkes Booth was in Super Sonic Hedgehog no in Zoolander James Marsden played him John Wilkes Booth <laughs> what the freaking the guy who assassinated <laughs> yeah. Jeff Kennedy because remember there's a scene where it's like all the historic all the models of their time oh, murdered okay. and he's like as <laughs> he takes a shot oh, oh yeah 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 that makes sense yeah he was in Boss Baby yeah, but it's not live action. No, it's not live action. Yeah, you're going to struggle. Hop is the only one on Sonic. Don't you say anything about some actress he was acting opposite? 
in a film. Wasn't he in one of the Uma Thurman ones? Was it My Super Ex-Girlfriend? No, so... <laughs> so he was in X-Men The Last Stand, and then he was also made cuck off in Enchanted. No, Enchanted is the one. He's in <laughs> yeah. Disenchanted, isn't he? Yeah. And then he was, he was also in Cats and Dogs and Hop, and then Straw Dogs, in which he was made cuck off forcibly. Yeah, I remember Straw Dogs. Why did they remake that? Because they felt like it. Two guns, he was the policeman. That was a cut, yeah, policeman. He yeah. got cut, yeah. Um. <laughs> Can you not? Anyway, Sonic Frontiers, it's a bit janky. I don't like the whole realistic setting thing. Give me bright, colourful, silly worlds of Sonic Hedgehog. Yeah, um, just bring, bring back to the fun stuff. So I've right? been playing Sonic Origins as well, and that's been pretty fun. You know the the the, oh, yeah, the one that you reviewed last time, yeah, yeah, and that that feels like Sonic to me. And I, you can do three D Sonic. Sonic Generations was fine. Sonic Heroes is great. Why isn't there a re release of Sonic Heroes? I mean, that has some of that flying off the platform you know, unintentionally. But yeah, Sonic that Heroes also, that was one of the ones that had that had that was one of the first iterations of that Zoom fighting. It's the first thing it? after um, Sonic Adventure, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first one, but that was good. You know, do 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 bright, colourful, fun stuff like that. Stop making Sonic fall in love with humans. Um, do you think when they do search out the Sonic Hedgehog three film, they're going to have Shadow's backstory where like a ten year old girl gets executed? Yes. <laughs> I hope that if happens. they don't, I'm going to be unhappy. I hope that happens. The ten year old girl will be played by um, a digitally de-aged. Thank you, Hanson. No, who's <laughs> who's uh, Chloe Grace Moritz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, Sigourney Weaver, because she's played a teenager in Avatar, isn't she? Is she? Yeah, she's the teenage. She's playing the teenage daughter in Avatar. What? Yeah. Like, she's CGI. <laughs> Avatar's so fucking weird. And James Cameron can't be without his Sigourney. Yeah, he, he apparently asked for there to be breasts on the Navi, despite the fact they don't breed in a way that we require them to have breasts, because he wanted them to be sexualised. Well, I mean, they are on... I mean, one of those weird internet sites. Yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah. There was actually a really funny segment that Funhouse did where Elise just dressed up as one of the Na'vi, but just obviously she's regular-sized human being. She just put blue paint all over her head like a shit tail and kept hitting people with it and did no research on I the Avatar films. Avatar Christmas jumpers. No! And they don't say Feliz Navidad on it. Oh, do they not? No, they just say Avatar 2. Oh, that's disappointing. Come on. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, but yeah Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. It looks good. I haven't actually seen anyone playing on the Switch. No, nah, I saw Digital Foundry did a video on it, and it did look pretty shocking Yeah, on the Switch. Yeah. Like, to fit the, the, like if you put, even if you put performance mode on, it looks fine on Xbox, on Series X. Mm. It's not, it doesn't look like a next-gen thing, no, but... No. It's been me. Well, it's been in the works for years, isn't it? Four years, five years. Some of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely put forwards modes on because the the difference in graphics between that and the graphics mode is so minimal. It's it's just resolution. The models don't really ask to be high res, do they? You don't really need high res models in a fucking Sonic game. Mm. All right. Is that your review, Ant? Ant. Yeah. Is that your review? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so. The end is near, and we faced the final curtain. Guess what I watched? And I watched The Walking Dead season eleven, I think. Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, I uh, haven't watched Walking Dead for like four years, <laughs> so I didn't recognise a lot of characters. If I'm honest, did you actually watch the whole series? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's not very good. 
<laughs> it was a bad series. Like, it was basically like... So, you know, the problem with The Walking Dead is that every season is like half a... Or like a third of the plot that you'd expect from a normal season of TV. Like, they really pad shit out in that series. Like, even when they did... They should make it like Star Trek, where every week they encounter a new yeah, problem. A new yeah. Nothing to do with zombies. Well, like, fucking, I don't know... Like, water's poisoned. Why is the water Glenn... poisoned? Like, no, they used no, to no. do that. They used no, to do that. No, Glenn gets possessed by uh, oh, a creature from another world. Yes. Um, or, you know, they, they the emergency medical hologram <laughs> <laughs> wants a name. I don't know. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> That'd be great if, like, Series 8, the new medic dies... And they say, computer, activate the medical EMH. <laughs> they just have like a medical holographic program. And no one explains it, but it's, it's, it's the future, so it's fine. Oh, and it goes wrong one episode and it starts grabbing zombies from outside and trying to cure them. He thinks he's a zombie, he keeps biting people. Oh, keep but his safety protocols stop him from clamping well, down. he's actually soft light, so he can't do it. He's just soft light. He's, he's not hard, hard light. light. He's going to be hard light. No, he's not going to be hard how light. Would a, how would a soft light hologram Diagnosis treat a victim? And, and Couldn't do surgery. Well, no, there'd be robot arms that do the surgery. Still getting over that Felice Nava dad thing not being used. <laughs> um, so Walking Dead season eleven. All right, we uh, we're at the the we're at the uh, the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth have taken over all the different lands, and they're like fucking. They're like, hey, listen, everybody follows our rules, and everybody's like, okay, it means we're safe. But then they find out that there's actually still a hierarchy based on power and money and status and all these other things. And people were abusing it, and no one's learnt their lesson, and they're just essentially recreating the world as it was before, which led to the destruction and zombies being released in the first place. So they're like, well, Americans would love that. Yeah, they would. It's I basically bet Americans yeah. probably watched that. And said, yeah. Why are they the bad guys? Libertarian, the world, the movie. Mm. Um, so basically, everybody bounced together, and they're like, "This is no good. This is bad. Why are you doing this?" And they're like, "We're doing this because we have to." And they falsely imprison a bunch of people. Eugene gets framed for murder that he didn't commit, and all this other stuff happens. And uh, and yeah, it's like it, it, for the Walking Dead. This seems like a stacked fucking series. Because the reason I stopped watching the Walking Dead is because um, I don't know if you remember the season that had the had the uh, warden. What was his name? The the bloke who had the missing eye and shit like that. The guy who ran Barter Town. No, <laughs> the guy who ran when they were in the prison. And he tried to run a tank over them. Yeah, I just. Uh, what was his name? What was his fucking name? He had like a like it was like the warden or something. It was like the governor. The governor. There we go. So the governor in the comics is in like in like several story arcs, and he's built up to be a villain, like a proper villain. He's in like three issues. No, he's not. He's in like he's in like three story arcs. Yeah, the the, the Walking Dead comic moves very quickly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> but like he's in he's in three different story arcs. So so they seem to try and translate that into three different seasons of TV because he dies, then doesn't die, then comes back after. Disappearing for like three weeks. It's only like three weeks that he goes missing for, and he comes back and he's like, "I'm still evil." It's like, yeah, we know you've been away for only three fucking weeks, mate. Calm no, down. He learned his lesson. Did there's he? a whole there's a whole thing where he goes off and he um he joins the other group. He yeah. becomes friends with that family, and then he decides he's gonna bring me Peter Pan again and tries to take over the fucking prison. Yeah, I mean, I would. It's a good like, prison. He's such a dick. Anyway, it's it, it, basically The Walking Dead took what was a very very interesting comic that they could have probably just translated off of the comic and made into the series and it'd be fine. Um, and they've made a very, very boring series. Um, they only got more and more boring as time went on. Negan was a, like a nice breath of fresh air, but he was such a breath of fresh air that they just kept him around. Yeah. <laughs> just like kept on giving us more Negan, which is fine until you get to the part where his throat is slit by a pane of glass that Rick shoots whilst they're in a climactic battle. By the way, he doesn't shoot it. He swings it at him. He swings it at him. Sorry. Yeah, he cuts his throat on purpose. He cuts his throat on purpose. Yeah. 
not killing him because Carl told him not to. Well, he wanted to um, Make the silence him place. so he could, like... So he'd have to, like, shut up and listen to everyone. Yeah. But uh, he learns his lesson. You do that by breaking someone's jaw and it's a lot less difficult. Uh. Anyway, so uh, so The Walking Dead, season 11. We've only really left with, like, four or five people from the original cast. Most of the rest of them are, like, new people that have joined along the way of the story. Which, you know, is fine. Zombie apocalypse, people die, that happens. Um... And basically the story of this series is the Commonwealth has taken over. People try to fight back against the fact that they are just reiterating problems that were already, you know, already been solved by the zombie apocalypse and they should learn from those lessons of the previous world, but they haven't. Um, and when Negan and Eugene and a bunch of other people, including um, Daryl and uh, Carol and uh, Princess and everyone else, as soon as they decide um, that they're going to fight back, they come up with a plan of reducing the Commonwealth down to just people that are actually going to work for the people, not having the same sort of hierarchy, having like a group that votes on actions. And the way they're going to do that is by firstly finding out there's a prison that they get sent to because they try to try to have an insurrection. Um, and then when that doesn't work out and they can't topple democracy, they just kill a bunch of people with zombies. And that kind of works. And then everyone's happy. Um Except for Daryl goes off for a spin-off and also, um, what's her name's in it? Um, Negan and, what's her name? I don't know. Glenn's wife. Maggie. Maggie. Negan and Maggie have gone off to have their own spin-off. Uh, one of the weird things is that there was a series um, called Tales from the Walking Dead and also there's Fear the Walking Dead, the spin-off. Now, the Walking Dead, the World Beyond. World Beyond as well, which is over. It was only two seasons. Oh, yeah. But Tales from the Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead had like a little, or it might have even been fucking Beyond the Walking Dead, I don't know. But had like a little tag on a tag on ending where it was like, it was like a like a little like teaser for like what was to come. And it was set in a French lab where they were experimenting on the dead. And it's a woman leaving like an audio recording on a computer, just saving like final thoughts. And as she's, as she's like recording it, there's like banging on the door, like really fast banging on the door. And she goes, I've got to go now, but if you find this, we've evacuated and gone to this lab. So she leaves the lab. And then like a little bit of time passes. Like there's like the, the traditional fast forward where you see the light traveling around the room to tell you the time's passing. Um, And then suddenly the door flies open and this fucking running zombie comes in and you can just, it's a really nice shot. It's low, low to the floor. And you just see the zombies like just do, 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 and then it stops in front of the camera and it looks left, looks right, because you can see the feet move where it's turning itself and it just do, 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 and runs off. And I was like, that's them hinting that there's going to be fast zombies. Really interesting. Nice mm. way of teasing someone like that. In this one, in this series, they've got variants. Oh. Do you know what the difference is between variants and regular zombies? Um, These ones can look up, and They're going to look t-shirts. up and they're going to climb. They're oh. going to climb a little bit. They don't climb a lot. They climb a little it's bit. getting smart. But surely... If they saw a person, like, that's why I've never in my head thought they can't climb. Because every series, they build walls that are tall enough so they can't grab hold and climb up, right? Because when people are up the top of their fences, the zombies do what? They put their arms up and try and reach for them, right? They can't climb, though. How can they not climb? Because they're zombies. They don't have the motor skills to climb. They can go upstairs. Not really. They can sort of fall over and stumble over each other until... In the first episode... They go to go and save Merle, who's at the top of the stairs through that door, and there's a bunch of zombies in front of the door. There's escalators in there. They use the lift. And this is stupid. 
It's a stupid, they, stupid they flew program on a helicopter. that ran out of steam, couldn't really fucking do anything, and it wrote itself in a corner. If anyone's looking for a series to watch that involves zombies, Fear the Walking Dead's actually the better series now. It's way more interesting. It's stupid still, and it's poorly written in places, but it's way more interesting. What about Walking Dead was there's all this gory violence and stuff that no one can say fuck or you can't see any boobs. And they can't say zombies. They never say zombies. They yeah. say walkers, grabbers, rotters. Rotters. No, rotters. those rotters. <laughs> my, my boy. <laughs> my good time boy. My rotten soldier. <laughs> but yeah, Walking Dead, man. Bad series. Bad series, bad ending. On the plus side, though, all that budget that they didn't spend on this, they seem to be spending on that Dead City series that they're making with Maggie and Negan. Oh, fuck's sake. They've got, like, CGI now. What? Like, proper, like, CGI on the zombies. There's a CGI zombie. It's like... Well, they've had all sorts of CGI. Yeah, I know, but it's just... It was shit. Like, it was like that fucking nuke. Did you watch the Corridor Crew where they did the thing? They were like, oh, yeah, look, they've set off a nuke. And it's just like... It leaves, like, a smouldering body after the flash of light. It's like... Yeah, it's great. Depending on the distance away from the nuke, you would just Oh, it's a long way away. Because the the, the, the actual thing hadn't even reached the... I think you're... um, It was like literally Underestimating the distance. The heat travels quicker than the shockwave from a nuke. The heat... The the burn blast. The shockwave isn't the... um, Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shockwave's not the burny part. The shockwave is the the sound. The force. Is literally the air compression, like the air being pushed. Yeah, it's like a backdrop. Yeah, right? but the heat and everything from it is like instantaneous. The lights, the lights got the heat. Uh, oh, the, right, yeah. Your microwave, man, friggin' seconds. Your eyeballs would melt and fall <sighs> out your skull. Makes you want to watch Fred's again. Like your fingernails would burn off. Your teeth come out. Yeah. Teeth drop out. Um, um, yeah. And then you'd have trouble on your dating sites, wouldn't you? No, because <laughs> everybody would be the same. <laughs> also, the MP would probably stop the phones working. Cups and strings. <laughs> hey, what do you look like? Same. I'm sending you a picture. <laughs> yeah, you just attach it to the string. And <laughs> shuffle it down there. All right, anyway. Yeah. Fear the walking, uh, walking Dead, sorry. Bad. Bad series. Bad ending. Really boring. Shame. Shame. Yeah, but Negan said sorry to Maggie. Everyone he was did. going crazy. Yeah, Negan on... said sorry to Maggie. I don't know if that's... Um... There's like there's like really small, interesting bits in The Walking Dead that when you see them, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when this used to be good. And then it goes back to people being like, I didn't kill him. I know you didn't kill him, Eugene. I know you know I didn't kill him. It'd be like someone stole a cookie from the pantry oh, and the whole God. episode... The whole episode would be like, we've got to find who stole that cookie. Like, so Negan, <laughs> Negan hung out with the Whisperers at one point after he had his throat cut and he got released... No, he, uh, where he he snuck off. Yeah, um, yeah, Jude and he him him. Yeah, and he, he but he was doing it to fuck with them from the yeah, inside yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it to like sort of help Rick, kind yeah. of, and Judith. But in in the last in the last series, I saw like a thing that was like a recap leading up to season eleven because I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch four seasons of TV. So I watched I watched the recap, and there's like a thing where it's like, and then and then um, who's the guy with one hand? Not Jesus, not Jesus. Jesus died. Who's Jesus's partner? Aaron. So Aaron sees Negan running along in the Whisperer's mask. And then he takes it off when he sees Aaron. And he goes, Aaron, this isn't what it looks like. And Aaron immediately goes to try and kill Negan. Yeah. And I'd be like... Yeah, they got bad blood. Well, what's the bad blood? They don't trust each other. But he didn't kill anyone close to Aaron. Negan said something homophobic. No, I think he killed Aaron's um, boyfriend. Jesus? No, Jesus wasn't Aaron's boyfriend. I the thought... skinny ginger dude was. There's a skinny, skinny guy. 
But he got killed by something. They don't trust him because he's a prisoner anyway. He shouldn't be out. He escaped. As far as Aaron's concerned, he escaped, didn't he? In Emmerdale. Mm. Um, but yeah, Walking Dead, bad man, bad. Just ended on a bad sour note, bad, bad series. Yeah, man. but you're not going to get that because they were going to do a Rick Grimes movie, weren't they? And that's not happening now. Are they going to get Pollyanna McIntosh back? Mm, uh, she was in Beyond the Walking Dead. No, she's in Walking Dead. Yeah, she was in Beyond the Walking okay. Dead as well. Yeah, she was the mm. main villain. Well, one of the main villains. She's a uh, villain. She's a good person. Oh yeah. He got killed. Oh, he got killed. Um, he got killed by, by a saviour. Yes, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. Negan's buddies. Yeah, I know, but they were acting their own a lot of the Bill, time. Um, Stephen O.G. Stephen Og. Og. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah, Stephen O.G. He was clearly meant to be like a one-off character for briefly, like disappear from the show really quickly, but they kept him around for like two seasons because... He was good, though. Steve Og's good. Everyone likes Steve Og. Yeah, he was good as a rival Negan, like he wanted to descend. Because there's a few years where he just saw turns up in things playing Trevor. Mm. Right. He was in um, He was in VHS... Nineteen ninety nine. Some better cool soul. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. Walking Dead. Not good, man. Not good. Give it Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Oh my god. But you watched season eleven without investing in the entire I show. The first, I watched the first from six seasons. Watched the, the first six seasons from beginning to end. I think that the the point where I was most annoyed was when. Glenn was apparently dead, and we were talking about it at work. Because I worked at Hydroelectric at the time. Sorry, that's a bit of a dox on myself. I worked in. I worked in. I was. That was when I was an engineer, and I remember talking to the other guys in the lab, and I was like, "Oh, Glenn's not dead." And they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Glenn's not dead. He's just going to come back." And they're like, "No, you saw him. He felt like how's he going to survive that? If he survives that. I'm going to stop watching." And I was like, "Well, yeah, he's, he's alive, though, isn't he?" And then like the next episode. Oh no, it's like three episodes later. He's just fine. Just turns up. And it's like I called no, it's the next He called. Yeah, it showed that he's. I know, but it was like it was like just that was the next episode. Was it the next episode? Yeah, because the episode but, oh, ends with him in between or something, wasn't yeah, it? But it? Yeah, but the episode ends with him, yeah, like falling under there, like oh yeah. shit. And I'm I was playing. like, I was like, well, yeah, he's look, there. You go, he's back. Um, Glenn, he's got to survive because he's got to get his head caved in. Yeah, that, and that was the other really irritating thing because they didn't need to bring him back just to have that happen because they already had Abraham sacrificing. Yeah, but I thought that was funny because everyone f- was like, oh, Glenn dies in I the comics. Was, I thought it was funny. Because you get all those ones who are like, I've read the comics, I know what happens. <laughs> Glenn dies. I, and then when Abraham gets killed, they're going to be like, oh shit, everyone's going to think I'm a fool. I did like the fact then that they, they, they basically recreated the web pe- the, the comic page. Like yeah, he had his head caved in, and the eye hanging out, and everything. It was like, yeah, like, good for him. But yeah, just, just, uh, just all in all, bad, bad, not good, man. And your review? I'm not see you doing any better. All right, I will. Yeah, you're gonna make a a hit zombie apocalypse yep. TV series. Yep. I'll show you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Who's gonna be in it? Tell you when I get casting. Yeah. 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 Go see your auditions. Um, Ethan Phillips. Ethan mm, Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Who's Ethan Phillips? Who's Neelix in Star Trek Voyager? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that I'll get on that How do you reckon he's available now or do yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. like book him in advance he'll be like the zombies the zombies <laughs> are coming oh Mr Zombie Man what are you up to today can I interest you in some Romulan rum, Romulan wine he wouldn't know what Romulan wine is he's from the Delta Quadrant you fucking idiot they don't know what Romulans are <laughs> I should have just gone with my first instinct no, which I, was, I, my first instinct was just to say my name's Neelix <laughs> Yeah. No, that shouldn't have been my idea. I, I mean, he hung around Kazons a lot, but I don't think Kazons are the wine drinking type. Now, the Badeans, maybe. Like, 
Fucking... What have I done? What have I done? I put 50p in and he's on. You can't put definitely drink wine. <laughs> Although none of them are old. They only live for nine years. Oh, okay. So yeah. none of them are legal drinking age. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they set the legal drinking age to 18, even though they're... Yeah, yeah even though they're in space. <laughs> live for nine years. Well, they're space Mormons, aren't they? Yeah, maybe. Uh, they've got weird ears. Alright, Cheap alien effects, isn't it? <laughs> cheap, oh, yeah, just the cheap Vulcan ears. Or if they can't get the Vulcan ears, they buy like the weird Dracula ears and put them upside down. <laughs> At your review. So review a big thing. So On a jet the first ten episodes of Transformers Earth Spark have been released. You realise this is your third review, not your fourth. Yeah. 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 Why would you I've got a big thing for the fourth review, you fucking idiot? Anyway, first ten episodes of Transformers Earth Spark have been released. Yeah, how's that? Because they, you know how it is with cartoons nowadays. They release them. They do like ten episodes, and then a second. Then they say season two, and it's like eight episodes, and it's clearly the same season. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, this new series, Transformers, feels nice and refreshing okay. because it's not trying to stick into the whole like pre-established universe stuff. It's not trying to make sure it can be. They've always had this thing. With um, the aligned continuity in Transformers the last 10 years or so, where it's like everything sort of fits in timeline with each other if you squint a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, the same characters are around and the same backstories are there and stuff, but things can look different. Earthspark throws all that out the window. Um, this is like set in a time after the Transformers War. You get a little flashback sequence done in a G1 animation style. It's not a sequel to G1, but they use the animation style as a as a shorthand for this is what happened in the past, in the 80s. Where the Transformers War ended, Optimus Prime destroyed a space gear bridge, so the Autobots and Decepticons were stuck on Earth, couldn't get back to Cybertron. You know, he he stranded them on Earth so they could be so they couldn't bring the armies of Cybertron to Earth. Yeah. Um and in the process, over the following years, you know, peace treaties were sorted out, the Megatron like the turned away from war and decided he was gonna gonna help out. Okay. Um cool. Optimus Optimus and the <clears> Autobots. <throat> just a few of the Autobots, some of them are being hidden. Um, they start working with an organization called Ghost, okay. whose job it is is to like deal with like Cybertronian threats because there's still Decepticons out there causing havoc. Of course, that don't want peace. They want to keep causing trouble. Um, and Megatron's with them. Megatron's a good guy, which has happened in the IDW comics, and it's some of the best stuff they've ever done. Yeah, in the comics. Um, in here because like you skip the whole arc of him turning, it's a much different thing where like. In, they play it up like you expect to mistrust him and stuff like that but it's quite clear that he is fully invested in being the good guy mm. to the degree that he's questioning Optimus Prime's alliance with Ghost and he thinks Ghost is kind of fucked up and he's like you know they're, they're using stuff like bolts to like force ro- robots to transform so they can ca- capture them easier yeah. and stuff like that and he's like this is bad and shit but that's like the really interesting stuff the main story though is about two little kids who discover a secret glowy cave where there's a weird space crystal thing in it. And when they touch it, it makes, out of this goo that's around it, two new Transformers born on Earth rise out of the goo. Because in Transformers, the way a Transformer is born, I'm guessing they're going with this method of Transformers being born, um, they would come out of the ground in Cybertron. There'd be like a spark that blooms out of Cybertron's body, out of the surface of Cybertron, Mm. and a body would form around it and grow from it. Yeah. Um... Because they were literally born of Cybertron in some continuities in the comics. But these two are born on Earth, and there's never been ones born on Earth before. So they're they're Transformers, they're not Autobots, they're not Decepticons, they're being referred to as Terrans. But they're the two first ones, Twitch and Frash, and they've got to learn what it is to be a Transformer. 
and they move in with the two kids and their mum and dad. The mum works as a park ranger, but sort of like it's a job that Ghost have organised for her to have her be involved in the Transformers relations and stuff. Because weird shit's going on in this town. Someone's up to something. It's a bad guy with a robot arm called Mandroid, played by... Who's that guy? He's a guy, he's in stuff. Okay, that that really... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny Pudi's in this. Danny Pudi does the voice of Bumblebee. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And Alan Tudyk does the voice of uh, Optimus Prime. What? Yeah. Is he good? Yeah, he's quite good. Yeah, he's got Alan good Tudyk. You know Alan Tudyk trained at Juilliard? Did he? Oh. Yeah. Well, to be in School of Rock. <laughs> no, he wasn't in School of Rock. He's, Alan Tudyk's in School of Rock. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's, he's the house. Been... He's the housemate that... Um, no, that's Jack Mike Black's... Green, the writer of School of Rock. No, it's not. It's Alan Tudyk. Oh, my good God, you... You philistine. Alan Tudyk's in School of Rock. No, he's not. How much How much money? How much money are you going to give me? £10. Regardless of no, whether no, no, I'm right no, or no, wrong. No, 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 no. Mike Green, School of Rock. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, he's also in it. Yeah, but Adam Tudyk's in School of Rock. No, he's not. Oh, sorry. Mike White was a different colour. Alan Tudyk. Racist. Alan Tudyk. So let's have a look here. Mike White is Ned Schneebly, Dewey's responsible but submissive roommate and best friend who formerly dreamed of being a rock star but gave up. Mike White. Where's Alan Tudyk? Hmm. No, 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 he's not there. He got the wrong film. <laughs> I knew he wasn't in it because I'd recently had a conversation about School of Rock with someone. Ah, oh, that kid died. Miranda Cosgrove did that. The School of Rock. Remember from iCarly. I've watched the Quinton Reviews video oh, on right. iCarly. Uh, Transform yeah, Miranda Cosgrove. She's the little girl who's a bit snooty. The one who ends up being their manager. The band's manager, isn't it? Uh. Kevin Clark is the kid that died. <laughs> the drummer. We're just gonna play drums now. Sure he died, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he was only, Tra- he was only young. Transformers Earthbox, great. It's really good stuff. Um, characters designed by Nick Roche. Who's riding his bike and hit by a car. Very sad. Fuck it, I'm trying to talk about Transformers Earthspot. Sorry, sorry, Alan Tudyk was also in Transformers Flash Fre- turns into a bike. Yeah. Almost hits one of the kids in one episode. Ooh. Um, Twitch turns into a, a drone. A little, you know, like a GoPro-type drone thing. Like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a DJI thing. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Like, but it's red. Yeah. So it's better. Cool. It's red. Like Hot Rodimus. Yeah. But Hot Rod's pink. It should be pink mm, anyway. Got all you the two agreed to red. red though, didn't I? You'll see the pink one soon. Fucking gonna have the pink one Is in a few a days. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna see someone's prolapsed anus. <laughs> yeah. But it's a really great show. Just doing new things. Sounds new fun. original concepts. Um the friggin' action in it's ridiculous. Like they're definitely like not holding back when it comes to the action sequences well, considering and going. The they've got, I'd assume that they were going to give it all. That's all freaking good stuff. There's a, like one where there's two seekers start attacking Optimus and Megatron, where they're supposed to be having this like human transformer alliance day to celebrate their alliance. And there's like a bit Optimus is in trouble. One of them's going after his arm because Mandroid, I guess, wants his arm. And Megatron's got one of the other ones in the air, and he clobbers him, turns him around, holds him sort of down towards the, her, down towards the ground. Fires his cannon so he, to thrust him straight towards the ground because like pile drives the Septicon straight into the ground. Jesus. And it's like freaking awesome. Just like there's like a whole sequence where the camera's panning along and the humans are running away trying to keep cover. You know, the mum's holding the little girl to keep her safe and everything, while Met Optimus is fighting the seekers 
with his axe in the background and stuff's flying all over them and shit. Like, really flashy. And the finale of this, the, that first 10-episode arc is like... Like, imagine if Howl's Moving Castle was made out of a battleship with a lab on top of it, and it's just, like, blasting the shit out of everything and all the Transformers and all the... Because they got some new ones, new Terrans at the end of the first few episodes. Um, you know, they're all just climbing it, scaling it, destroying the cameras on it so it can't see and, and blowing it up. It's a really cool finale for it. Um, loads of weirdos got upset because one of the new Terrans has they-them pronouns. Oh, no. <laughs> It's b- they're fucking robots, mate. They're not. Who gives a shit if they don't have a fucking gender? Yeah, they have gender because they're, you know, they're people with wants and needs, and you know they associate themselves with gender eventually. Yeah, because they travel the universe and they meet all sorts of species, and they go, you know what? That's me. But um, yeah, they're just <laughs> freaking out about a vape one having vape. What's his name? I can't. Nightshade, I think he's called, or they're called. Respect their pronouns. <laughs> um. One of them's called Hashtag. I don't like that. Oh, I, don't, yeah, no. I don't like that. But I'm liking seeing Nick Roche's designs on it because he's like one of the best like comic artists and writers at IDW had for years. I just finished reading his um, Last Spot Standing earlier this year, which was the basically the finale to the IDW Transformers universe, um, which Wild Wheel was in. Wild Wheel was in an SU. And he told me, he said, I was waiting to see if you saw that. <laughs> Because he, I think he put Wild Wheel in the issue because, uh, because, uh, oh, because of you, because of my, because your, your my Twitter Wild account being really popular. Yeah, it? how many people are you following you now? One thousand six hundred. So need to need to get those numbers up. The you numbers are going up. I'm going to hit two thousand before too long. Man, don't freaking. I bought a Transformer. I've got two Transformers. You haven't even days. opened them out of the box. No, I know one of them's for my sister for Christmas. Yeah, and then the other one, Jurassic Park one, is for me. Why didn't you get a Studio Series eighty six RC? What the new RC? No. Mm-hmm. I would have, if you really cared, you could have got a masterpiece, RC. If you can find one. She asked for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge for a Switch. Oh. So I'm getting her that. And I've also got her, um, the Transformer. Everybody's getting two gifts. Even you. You're all land anal. You see, I need to decide what, if I'm going to have the money before or after I get paid. I mean, I'll have the money after I get paid to get you the incredibly hilarious t shirt I've <laughs> <laughs> Which you will have to wear. I will wear it. Yeah. It better be either a Dragon Sound t-shirt. No. It's funnier. <laughs> funnier than that. Is it from something I love? No. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. No, actually, no, you do love Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it like a Psycho Gorman t-shirt? No. 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 I could probably find a Psycho Gordon, Gorman t-shirt. Yeah, I'd prefer that, like, a I Love Hunky Boys t-shirt. I said I'd get you that ages ago, and they were available, and you were like, nah, Yeah, they'll nah. be available again. That, was a, that film was ridiculously popular. Yeah, anyway. Um, Transformers Earthbox, really good. I'll wear a Hunky Boys t-shirt. Top notch. I want more episodes now, please, Paramount Plus. <coughs> with your weird release schedule. Fucking... All ten episodes went up on Paramount Plus in America on, like, the 5th of November. And then we got, like, the first five episodes a week later, and then the second five episodes a week after that. Like, while it was airing week daily on TV here. Just I'll just put them all on there, man. Fucking Paramount Plus feels like a beta test in the UK. Yeah. Still doesn't have the director's cut of the motion picture on there. The one I've had on, Blue, on 4K Blu-ray for, like, a couple of months now. 
It's got Sonic Hedgehog 2 on there now, though, so I might watch Sonic 2. At some it's point. actually not bad, Sonic 2. It's oh, not as yeah, good as the first one. Top Gun Maverick's going to be on there at Christmas as well. Oh, cool. Mm. No, no, your um, last review? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, hmm. Sorry, one second, I'm just finishing this text. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, uh, my last review is the Callisto Protocol, but I'm going to approach this from two different angles. So, Callisto Protocol... New survival horror video game. I was very excited about playing it. I've been playing it for the last couple of days. Almost completed it right at the very end. Um, and also, I've been listening to the Callisto Protocol Helix Station, which is the pre- prequel podcast. There's a fucking podcast. Yeah. So it's it's just fucking six episodes. Shit. It's an audio drama style thing where it's basically... Oh, I can't think of anything worse. It's... Um, Two two Boston scrappers, podcast. two scrappers who are basically Michael Ironside and Gwendolyn Christie are oh, like scrappers. Christie. Yeah, um, and they are they're coming back from a job where they um, were hired basically as bounty hunters to go and capture this guy who was wanted for um, like weird crimes against people involved in surgery and stuff like that. Like he was just performing unnecessary surgeries on people and, and caused a lot of deaths. And he escaped to like the outer regions of space. She's nearly two meters tall. Yeah, she is. She's very tall. Um, and he he was basically capturing people and lobotomizing them, but then removing parts of their brain so that they didn't have the same impulse control. So they were just like, he was then just chucking them in cages and they were just eating each other and defecating on the dead bodies in the bottom of the cage. He was just leaving them in like <laughs> basically a hellish nightmare environment. She kills him, records that he's dead, and then takes back the evidence. And then her and Michael Ironside argue because it reduces down the bounty they're going to receive. At which point, some UJC, which is like the what? big organization. Are you talking about the game. I'm talking about the game as well. This is this is part of the part of the lore <clears throat> of the game. Yeah. So these UJC agents then commandeer their ship and they force them to travel to um, to Callisto to the moon to go and capture someone who has escaped recently with cargo from another planet, and they're right. concerned about that. Um, and then and then from there they basically they interact with some of the monsters from the Callisto Protocol the game. And they're involved in like a sort of side story in one of the colonies on the Callisto moon. Okay. okay All right. What's that got to do with the game? Uh, a lot, actually, because mm. so the game itself doesn't have a ton of story. It does have like, and that's that's not to say that there's not stuff happening. There's there is driving force, and there are there are cutscenes and such to the game, and like there is interactions with other characters. But like the actual backstory of characters, and you don't really learn a lot about them, and like information about them as individuals, you don't get that. You sort of like you. You are playing as Josh Duhamel from Transformers, oddly enough, um, who is who is a um, a transport transporter. Just he carries cargo from one planet to another and gets paid to do it by UJC. Um, he's on a mission that's going to pay them quite a bit. They're getting paid additional because there's a group of terrorists that are attacking UJC ships because UJC has like a lot of outreach and it's just sort of like it's it's a bit like the Empire but not quite the Empire just yet. No. So they're not doing the fashy shit yet. They are capturing people under a loose set of guidelines that they've imposed upon everyone, but they are basically like, you know, just like standard Earth laws for now. So don't murder or you go to prison. Um, and Callisto, the moon, has a prison on it. It used to be a colony, but they built a prison on top of it. All right? Josh Duhamel is, uh, as he's taking this cargo over, they get boarded by some terrorists who basically just get on their ship, they derelict the ship, and it crashes on Callisto. Now, when it crash lands, Josh Duhamel and one of the terrorists are the only two survivors. And despite Josh Duhamel being very clear about why he's there, so my ship crashed, you can see it crashed, it killed my first mate, I need your help, you know. 
And then uh, Sam Witt was like, no, Josh Duhamel, you're a prisoner now. Oh, and takes all, him the, in. all the celebrities in this. Yeah. Sam Witt was really good in this. Oh, I wish yeah. there was more of him in it, because he's not in it a lot, but what he does do in it is very, very good. Um, and then um, I don't want to mispronounce her name, so I'm just going to quickly... Oh no! Oh no! He's going to ruin someone's name. I'm going to ruin someone's name. Um, oh. You're not going to get it wrong. It's one of them foreigners. The lady from from the boys. The boys. Karen Fukunara. Oh, Karen, Fukuhara. Karen Fukuhara. Fukuhara. Okay. Yeah, yeah Karen Fukuhara. That she, was that was it. That was the one you're struggling with. Yeah, she's the terrorist. Really? Who, yeah, she's That's like as easy as Japanese games get. She's the terrorist who who <laughs> survives the crash alongside Josh Duhamel, yeah. and then. From there, you meet a few other people. Mostly, you interact with her and a guy named Elias Porter, who's played by Zeke Alton. Now, um, basically, the story is that Josh Dermel, on the day that he's he's captured, gets his head shaved, gets an implant on the back of his neck that gives him a health readout, handily, much like Isaac Clarke's spinal lighting system that tells you health. In this, you have like a finger across your neck that tells you how much health you've got. And basically, you just have to env- survive a hellish environment filled with zombies and other creatures that are a bit... They're like a mixture between the thing and just your bog standard zombies. So, like, the bodies aren't mutating crazy amounts. There's a couple of monsters in there where they're like, oh, okay, that's that's gone a bit beyond what normal flesh and blood can do. But for the most part, you're fighting people that look human. They're just zombies. Um, and the fighting is done through a mixture of punch-out-style dodge melee combat and, and shooting. And it is very, very, very strange. It's not bad, it's just very strange. Because everybody thought this was going to be like a new Dead Space, because Glenn Schofield is the person who... It looks exactly like Dead Space. It looks kind of like Dead Space, yeah. And it has all loads of stuff. It has loads like, of stuff similar to Dead Space, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Glenn Schofield, the person who was responsible for the first Dead Space, is in this. Uh, no, sorry, who designed this as well. This is his company. Wasn't well, he the one who's um, crunch is really good, everyone should work Yeah, so I was going to get to that at the end of this, but we might as well talk about this now. So I was really excited about this game. I have been for quite some time because it is a horror game. Survival horror is something that doesn't really get made much anymore, except for those horrible walking simulators that I don't really like. There's a shit ton of horror games. They're all like fucking walking simulators and stuff. I hate that shit. I want like actual survival literally horror. Literally had like mo- like a Resident Evil every year remakes. for the past two years. Remakes and you Resident had eight. Eight's more of an action game. The two remake was more of an action game. Three was more of an action game. For you. Resident Evil is an action no, game. No, but the series. original one was a bit more of a puzzle game, and that was more down to the angles and the limitations of the hardware than anything else. But it was still it was a puzzle game, and it was about survival horror. But like the newer ones, you're kind of just like in an action movie. Uh, but it's it's fine. That's not a problem because this is very much in that same vein as those. It is an action movie, but it's just you know you don't get a lot of these big budget outside of Capcom. You don't get a lot of these big budget survival horrors. And if you want something new or interesting made by another company, you've only really got those walking simulators like like um, what's it called? Um, uh, Finger bones. No, what's the what's the one where you got a camera? Outlast. You got Outlast, and you've got um, Amnesia. There's loads of others. Yeah. You're not delved onto all the um, morticians. The assistant Asian was a new horror. one, right? Yeah, and like um, the agent horror stuff. But it's all like walking simulators. So I was excited to see some third person like Dead Space, brand new, you know, brand new property, and you know, something something to enjoy. Um, and it's nothing like anything I expected it to be like. The combat's very weird, but I don't hate it. I actually kind of enjoy it now. Except except that the limitations of the combat mean that the particular boss that I'm on now, which is one of the last few bosses is incredibly frustrating just because they throw normal enemies at you during the boss fight. 
when they don't need to do that. And the normal enemies kind of... So this is kind of a technical mess. There's like been quite a few glitches and stuff, like enemies will get you through walls and stuff. And it's not not great, but I'm sure they'll patch it and fix it eventually. No, that's what happens in spooky Oh, that's places. what happens in spooky games now. Yeah. Um, what, you're saying ghosts can't reach through walls? These aren't ghosts, they're zombies. Physical monsters. You know, it's not metaphysical. Yeah, these are like fair. science monsters. Science um, monsters. Are oh, you saying ghosts aren't, aren't scientific? Anyway. Um, Can't believe the ghost racism. So, the actual combat itself is a little bit like Punch-Out. So when you get when you get into a bit of a tussle with an enemy, you can hold left or right, and you dodge that way, and then you you basically you dodge their attacks, and then you hit back with a free-hit combo, and usually finish them off with a gun. If you've got a lot of ammo, you can just go in, guns blazing, take down the enemies... But during the end parts of the game, they design it so that you're taking on a lot of stealth enemies. So as soon as you fire once, it brings out all of their buddies and it basically becomes impossible to survive that situation unless you cheese the game by going back an area. So tips tips for anyone. Um, Ships and teats. Tips and treats. Um, but yeah, like all in all, like the game itself, the sound design, the way it looks, the fucking crunchy, crunchy combat noises and all that other stuff fucking superb just the design needs a little bit of tweaking mm. and just a bit more Sam Witwer it's a bit late now it's out no I know but they are releasing some patches like, so there, there are some updates they've already promised stuff like New Game Plus is coming oh. which is good because I don't think you can actually do one of the achievements with one playthrough they should have a kid friendly mode yeah yeah they should baby mode yeah, 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 you hug each other big inflatable um, there aren't there don't seem to be any un- in unlocks which is weird because like the original Dead Space, you had loads of shit you can unlock, but this there's not really. Out there's a whole freaking skill tree you've been ignoring. The whole time. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'd First be so skill, happy if that was not get killed really quickly. Yeah, um, I'd be really happy if there was. Um, but yeah, like it's it's like big, crunchy, entertaining, and it's like it's very cinematic. It looks fucking incredible, and I actually don't mind the the way the game's structured. So it is just like, all right, you've got to this place, you've repaired that thing. Fuck, go up the ladder. Oh, the ladder's collapsed. You've got to go around here. Like, the way it keeps moving, because it makes sense. The whole place is fucking falling apart. So, like, when you get to a certain area and shit's just destroyed, they're like, well, the entire wing you were meant to go through to get here is done. So now you've got to go through the toilet tunnel. And you're like, yay! And then you go through the shit tunnel to get on the other side. And, like, there are some enemies, like Sam Witwer. You shit would smell different on a moon? On, in space? Yeah. Well, recycled air would probably mean it smells worse, right? Because it would just be... Uh, it depends what sort of filters they're using. They'd probably affect the... Britta? Smell you get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... It, Sam Witt was... has got a bunch of N95 more stretched over <laughs> the end of the pipe. <laughs> just stretched over with an elastic band. Yeah. It's like... It's just burnt away. There's actually no... On him. No, there's no mask left on it. It's yeah. just the threads on the side of the pipe just kind of like flapping it. <laughs> Sam Witt was really cool in this. And like, someone did something interesting the other day. They were like, you can tell how far facial technology in games has moved by how Sam Witwer looks in games from the last 20 years. Because they had him in... in um, Unleashed Star Wars Unleashed yeah and then they had him in Days Gone where he looks even more realistic and then even this it's like just photo real now he's in Walking Dead was he? oh yeah in the first episode he was well, in the not pilot. the first episode yeah, he was in the pilot there's a whole episode that's built around no 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 him. so there was meant to be no there was there was a whole episode built around him no there wasn't they didn't make it Frank Darabont was going to do it for season 2 and they didn't do it I'm sure there was a whole no episode. he's in the first episode he's the soldier in the tank with a grenade next to him yeah, I remember the whole thing. No, so Sam Witwer was meant to be an episode where he was basically in the front line for the zombies as they came into Atlanta. 
Hmm. Is it Lance Therrien? Yeah. And uh, and he gets bit, and then at the end of the episode, he's like he's like about to pull the pin on the grenade, so he blows up the tank and takes out as many of the zombies as he can. And he just sets the sets the grenade down and just lets himself die. He's like, nah, I'm just gonna die anyway. Um, and that was like his whole story. He told it in like a Comic Con or something like that. So I remember watching the interview. Um, but yeah, like it's good. It's it's getting a lot of negative reviews. It's getting like a lot of fives and sixes. And like to be fair, I think that if you're if you weren't expecting this and your whole thing was that you just wanted a Dead Space game and you weren't really flexible on that idea, then fine, five or six because it's not a Dead Space game. It's not even anything like Dead Space when you actually start playing it. Um, but if you were looking for just a survival horror thing, it is that. It's very actiony. This is very much a, a Resident Evil Five compared to a Resident Evil Three, the original one. You Resident know, Evil Five well, sucks though. I like Resident Evil 5. Shut up. Fucking freak. No, Resident Evil 5 compared to Resident Evil 3. So it's not, it's, it's all action. It's all action by that point. And it is just like full on into the, into the run and gun sort of stuff. And that's what this is. It's very linear. There's not a lot of paths. They have something called, that they call beta storytelling, where you can go down different paths and then come around and it basically takes you to the same point, but you see different, different bits. And there's really not that much difference. I've, I've basically gone down one path and been like, oh, at the end of this path, there's a bunch of those really hard-to-kill monsters. I wonder what happens on the other path. And it's like, on the other path, there's only two of them. Fine, I'll go that way. Like, that's literally it. You get to the same point. You can even see the same point once you get coward. to Coward. Friggin' coward. Calm yourself down. Fight um, the monsters. But yeah, like, all in all, sound design, gameplay, the actual, the way it looks, and even the story, I don't mind. All of that is good. The thing that I can't really be dealing with right now tons of technical glitches the incredible amount of racism <laughs> tons of technical glitches like there are characters that that deserve a bit more and they just don't get it so they're and and like you it's finished just, it yet though have you but you haven't finished it yet right at the very end like literally at the very end of the game there might be more sam whitworth there isn't maybe there's a bonus mode where you play a sam whitworth. <laughs> oh that'd be amazing no there is there is no bonuses to completing this and that's the thing that, that i was going to get onto in a second but um, but yeah, there's, there's no like external storytelling. You can't, instead of getting like, instead of getting like files like you would in a Resident Evil game, you get voice notes, no. voice, voice messages. And that's fine, but you can't play them on your thing as you're walking around. No. So you can only play them when you're sitting in a menu. And that's, the game's still active when you're in the menu. No. So like, you just go in there and you listen to this voice message and you have to leave it open for five minutes. You can't, you can't have the voice message play and then walk around and still get your stuff done. You have to listen to that voice message in the menu. And there's no written notes that you can, like, there's no readable information that, like, gives you details of what happened or in what people's involvement was. Favorite friggin' it, world building exercise. It doesn't take a lot to write a fucking PDF. Exactly. You put in a game. Could just just give me some. Just just give me story in that. I don't mind if that's how you give the story. Oh, I want some freaking. What's the what's that word for when you have the storytelling in the world, and it's like, you know, it'd be like, oh, there's graffiti on the wall. Diegetic. No, I don't know. That's for audio. But um, yeah, that that bullshit that yeah. developers are obsessed with now. Well, there is there is some of that. Yeah. There is like shoot the tentacles like someone's written on a wall and stuff like that. <laughs> Press A to use the bomb. I know. Fucking tell me about it. <laughs> but that's like that's a dead space thing. That's yeah. like a dead space thing. That's almost like a nod to the original dead space because that has the same note. Do you remember the Splinter Cell games when they project? Yeah, it uh, condemned. Is it Chaos Theory or condemned? No, it's one condemned. Wasn't yeah, it, it just projects like objectives. On oh the no, you're right. It was Chaos Theory? It was the third mm. one. And it had it like on grass and stuff as you went past. You'd have like yeah, how to choke hold, yeah. and the guards would be just be like, what "The fuck is that on the wall?" Yeah, 
Yeah. He's going to do what? He's going <laughs> to put a chokehold on me. Oh, shit. You sneak just... up behind the guy and you you sh- turn his head really <laughs> sharply and he goes, oh, that's sorted out my neck. Thanks, mate. I think that I think if you listen if you listen to the podcast and then play the game, you at least get a little bit of like outside storytelling. You like learn a little bit about the world. But I just wish there was a bit more of it in the game. Because it, like... Listen to the podcast while you're playing the game. Yeah, yeah, it could do. Um, there is, like, there's a really cool part where towards the end you find a colony below the prison, so the colony they built the prison on. <laughs> and there are a bunch of, like, people down there that are still, like, they, they basically have the same implants and stuff as you, mm. even though it was, like, 70 years before they've got, like, an early version of what you've got in the back of your neck. And that records, like, memories and information for the person that, that wears it, because you see them sometimes in, like, digital files that you come across. And one of the characters plugs themselves into it, and they're, like, saying sorry to all the bodies and stuff, because they basically take on the memories of the person that's down there, so you, you take on, like, an aspect of them. And, like, 75 years before this game, an outbreak happened in a populated town that was, like, basically, like... Was um, this the game that was going to be linked to Fortnite? PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. yeah. They actually, PUBG is in the files and stuff. I think there's like some stuff about it being used, like using some of their engine and stuff. But it doesn't control like a PUBG game. It controls like Gears of War, but with a bit more. It was meant to be set in the same universe, yeah. but how? That's right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like in all, there's a lot here. It just, they, they don't really give you much. And considering it's like a full 50 quid game that, you know, is like a proper release. It just, it feels very light. And there's already a season pass coming out and there's already like talks of DLC. And you saw that stupid shit about death animations they didn't include and all the other stuff. And it's like, well, just, why are you, why are you holding that stuff back? Clearly, if it's finished, just put it in there. I don't really understand why that should be hidden behind a paywall. It's part of the fucking game. Um, and also, get rid of the fucking one-shot kill bosses. Like, you don't need that in this game. The combat and everything else would be really good if that dodge mechanic, when you came up against a really big boss, it wasn't just like, every time the boss hits you, you die. You should get one hit. They should be slow hitters, you get one hit. If you get hit by once, then you've still got another go to avoid it. Because when you're going up against like a boss that's double your size, there's like a massive swing, and the dodge mechanic, let's be fair, it doesn't work well against bigger bosses. I meant to not just just get out of the way of his arm. You well, you can't really when you're when you're moving and stuff. A lot of their moves launch them and sort of trace you. Yeah. So you can't really run away in a lot of instances. You like there's both directions at once. No, you can't really run away in a lot of instances. Like even like um like when you get to the lower level enemies, they just run after you and just hit the back of your head if you're running away. And their swings, like I say, they trace you. So if they're if they're a couple of meters away and they're in the swing animation and you move back, then the swing animation will just sort of slide forward. They'll be like, they'll compensate. Like the legs will move and stuff. It's not like a janky, like they just glide towards you. But it's just, it's like a homing attack. Like all their attacks are like homing attacks. Because when you get into combat, you lock on between the two characters mm. in that over the shoulder view. So you've got like, you've got your right trigger, your R2 is your quick oh, attack, and R1 is your slow attack. You can't, if they're that close, it's like not an impossible to work the gun. It's not great. That's kind of the issue as well. Like, like I said, it's not, it's Stop not a shooting game. Close. Pardon? Stop letting them get close. They just pop out of places, mate. Oh. Like they come out of vents and stuff. It's so like I wouldn't space. go there. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that planet either, mate. It seems, seems. It's very dangerous. Hostile. Yeah. yeah. 
It's almost like it's a Callisto protocol. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it. I hate the fucking... I hate the guy who made it. Like, Glenn Schofield recently came out and said stuff about Crunch that was just bullshit. There should be no excuse for an entertainment product to be to be linked to Crunch. Like, this is the problem with living in a world where corporations are basically running everything because they constantly need to see profit for things to be successful. And that's not how it should work. Your ideal, your ideal product shouldn't show profits for the people in the top. It should show profits against what was spent on it and then it should be deemed a success. If it sells more than its marketing budget and its, and its cost to create it, that should be a success. It shouldn't be whether or not the fucking guy at the top gets an extra couple of quid in his pay packet. It should always be if the product sells, if it does well, and then you make more. But that's not the case anymore in the world. The world's fucked. You're fudged. So yeah, so I give it a... I'm going to give it a Matthew Modine. The negativity behind it has like kind of soured it for me. So on a moral side, I have to knock off a couple. But the actual game itself, like it's like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a number because I can't think about it. But like a 7 out of 10. Like it's good. It sounds good. Did it you, feels good to play. But it just you paid money for it. I did for a seven out of ten. Yeah. But all, only games worth buying are ones that are ten out of tens, genre defining classics I of do. the such as the Callisto Protocol, which fans love. I'm gonna be really honest, right? There people is people are moaning if you give it a bad. There is score. not a game on the PS5 that I'd say is a ten out of ten. Like, even the last... Even that God of War Ragnarok is, like, not great. It's because there isn't a knack yet, okay? We're still waiting on knack free. Like, God of War Ragnarok's a good game, but it's not, like, the it's 10 out of 10 Ratchet master. and Clank's great. Ratchet and Clank's good, but... The problem is it's just an, another open-world platforming... It's, um... Multiverse. and Clank, yeah. The problem is that Ratchet and Clank, as good as it is, and as much of a tech demo as it is for those loading screens and everything else, it's still just a Ratchet and Clank game. There isn't any loading screens. That's the point. I know, but like, it's still just a Ratchet and Clank game. What have you got against Ratchet and Clank? Nothing. It's just that you, they gave away the other one for free from 2016, and you might as well just play that one. No, because there's a 4K update in 60 frames to, per second. Can't bother to play that one. I played the new one. You finished the new one. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Journey Ratchet and Clank game bothered to finish. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even like like Miles Morales, eight out of ten. God of War, eight out of ten. Returnal's good, seven out of ten. <laughs> like nothing's like nothing's a killer app. Like not same with the what about Tron Two Point killer app. <laughs> I've got that on the mm. Xbox One, the original Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Um, even like the Series X, like there's no killer app on that either. Like there's none of these consoles have like the game that you need to play. Like. And I know it's only two years into their lifespan, but there's got to be something on the horizon that's going to be fucking amazing. Maybe they right? remaster the remaster the bouncer or something. Bring some Elden room. Ring's amazing. Actually, that's that's not true. Elden Ring's amazing, but it's on everything, and it wasn't very good to begin with on PS5 and Xbox Series X had issues, but now it's been patched. And it's really good. But yeah, like Elden Ring's probably game of the year this year, but there's nothing that really even came close because that was just so massive and just worked. I mean, the patches aside, like, there were small bugs, but the game just worked, and it's a massive game, and it's all well-realised, and it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't try and reinvent anything, but at the same time, it works those mechanics that people love from other games in that series into a world that we don't recognise, and, you know. But I just, as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, I'm trying to work out what have I really 
enjoyed to the point where I want to talk about it. There's not tons this year, is there? Can you think of anything that you've played that, you know, isn't completely replaceable by another game that you've played five years ago? Am I having a midlife crisis? <laughs> Do I not even like video games anymore? You don't like games, no. You don't like video games. No. Right, when you're done. Did you play the Terminator game that I... I've had that for ages in here. It's just been sitting there. But it's got a Series X upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say, did you play on the Series X? No. Oh. I might give that a go at some point. Mm. I've got... um, AIDS. Yeah. Everybody's got AIDS. Mm. Oh, Vampire Survivors, 10 out of 10. Mm. Perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that thing got weird for me now. Really? I, I unlocked a tree. Oh, you got the update. I got the I got a tree. Yeah, the tree's an update. Is it? Well, I unlocked a tree. I did oh, something yeah. and I unlocked a tree. One point one, yeah. Possibly, but I got okay. a tree. Yeah. I did a fit. I did a level, and I unlocked a tree. And the tree doesn't move much. No. But it destroys everything. Yeah. <laughs> and your point is? I'm pretty good. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> your review, aren't? Right. <laughs> anyway, game of the year. <laughs> nice original game. Oh my god! Power Wash Simulator. The game I've seen you play more than any other game this year. I've clocked up like twenty something hours on this game. In the Every Vosti. time I come in here, you're fucking playing it. I've got to clean stuff. Everything's dirty. <laughs> I was outside the train station, sitting at the bus stop the other day. I looked over at the kebab place and the taxi rank. Yeah. And all I was thinking was, if I had the extension hose, I could power wash the top of that. Do you want me to get fucking, you a power washer? I mean, I'd just spray you constantly. No, you, you go out and you spray earn some fucking ferrets. money. <laughs> fucking <laughs> clean there. Um, now the house smells like wet ferrets. In Power Wash Simulator, you clean stuff with... What do you think we clean it with? Power washer. A pressure washer. Power washer is a different thing. Power washer oh, uses heat. Yeah, pressure washer. Oh, it's a got pressure all the tech, washer. Tech language down now. Yeah, there's, there's even a message you get in the game where it mentions. It says we will not be, be using pressure wash power washers. We will be using pressure. Washer. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't you be called the pressure washman? Because <laughs> power washers in. I really heat. like this game. It's got a wry, wry tongue to it. So um, you clean stuff. You start off cleaning your van. The van you're going to go and oh, do yeah, your job with. Good start. Yeah. Good start. Um, and. Then you start, you know, you clean. It, it, there's no like scaling for how big the jobs get, because like the second level is a whole back garden, and that took me an hour and a half that level because I was still figuring out the stuff. I reckon if I did that garden now, I'd do it a lot quicker. Um, you know, I've got the knack now. I've got uh, the third most, the the third power washer you can get. It's got much more powerful. It can it can get rid of all sorts of stuff. Deals with grease pretty well. Still has trouble with oily yeah. stuff. Um, but there's there's a lot to this game. Because um, you think you're just spraying water and wiping away the mud, and everything is comically dirty, incredibly dirty, so dirty. Um, at the start, it's just mud, and then you get like a little bit of maybe there'll be some graffiti that could be a bit trickier to get off with the earlier power washers. But as you go along, you'll get stuff like rust. And the first time you come across rust, you'll be like, I can't get the rust off this metal stuff unless you use the focus jet nozzle, which doesn't have a degree. Because you have different nozzles with different degrees of cleaning space, but obviously the wider the degree of cleaning power, the less powerful that one is because the water's being spread out over a wider range. Yeah. Unless you move close, if you move close, the pressure is much higher. So it all has a, like an area of effect in a cone. You can rotate it as well, so you can change angles and stuff. Um, but then you might want to use an extension on it, so you can get a ton of pressure up close using the extension if you're lucky. If you if you want. Um, and then step away to clean the bigger picture. But like you need to use the the nozzle, the one that's just a zero-degree nozzle, to clean out rust. Yeah. You can get a version that spins to send that 
zero degree washout of a slightly wider area because mm. um, it'll spin it around a little bit. Um, you also get soap. So you oh, have right. like a you soap attachment. Soap. You get a soap attachment and you get different soaps for different surfaces. So you don't want to use them on the wrong surface. It's not going to help you much. But, you know, say you get some brick on a building and you get the, the stone, you know, the stuff that's for stone surfaces. Yeah. You're going to clean that up no time. It's oh, going to right. freaking go crazy. How much is that job going to cost me? Yeah, it's, it's, it depends on the job. You get all sorts. But it's 10, 10 quid of a bottle of the soap. Okay. Um, You can reload it and it's all that sort of stuff. You have to... You have to you have to sort out your loadout when you're in the level, you know what power washer you have, what length nozzle you have, and all this sort of stuff. What width is, you know, there's there's a lot to it. Um, but yeah, there's there's this thing where like the levels have this weird sense of humour to them. Like early on, you do a house, and the house has got weird markings all over it, and you're told that someone went missing who lived here in the past, and no one knows what's going on. There's rumours of the occult goings on. But um, eventually you realise that all the markings are just where the plumbers have marked on the walls for where um, pipes have to be installed and stuff um, to clean the whole house. You keep getting messages about weird noises they've heard in the house and stuff. So I kept expecting something to happen, like cleaning a window and a ghost would be in the window or something. But no, no, no nothing, nothing happens. Interesting. Nothing happens. Um, you had to clean a big old house that's in the middle of the woods that um, someone's been hidden in and they may or may not be bank robbers. Um, there's a big old graffiti on the wall of what of a robber running away from a bank with a load of money that you have to clean off at one point. Um, but it's just it's a fun game. I had a level the other day where the mayor's house had been egged and graffitied, but he wouldn't let you on the property to clean it. So he gave you a super extended long nozzle so you could clean his house from out from from wow. outside the place. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, there's like a running story going through about the mayor's missing cat as well, and sometimes you'll see the cat like sitting on top of something in the distance. Oh, you said about the cat; it was on your van the other yeah, day. Yeah, sat on my van. I th- saw its footprints going through the mud at one point as well. I don't, they just appeared. They weren't there before. They just appeared, like just his footprints. And I followed the footprints and looked, and he was sat on top of my van. Um, I did a level last night. We had to clean a carousel, and there's an achievement because all the achievements are kind of like quirky. You know, sometimes it'll just be clean this part of an equipment first before you clean anything else. Yeah. Um, but this one was like to clean the whole carousel without ever switching it off. So it's constantly rotating. And for a game that has no music, this one plays music on the carousel. It's got like oh, a music playing. So you hear that for like two hours while you're cleaning this thing. Because the levels take a while. There's a lot, you know, the long levels. You can stop at any time and come back to the job when you're half finished or whatever. Um, but the carousel one was quite fun because where it's rotating, you can just like aim the nozzle at the surface and let it rotate its way around to clean it. As it just like oh, rotates. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did the whole roof on the inside, just standing on the part in the middle that doesn't move, and aiming at the ceiling and gradually working my way across the ceiling. Then <laughs> um, it gets really satisfying when you do that because when you clean the last part of it and everything's just getting that last touch of clean, all the different segments they'll go ping, 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 ping as you cover as you cut clean just enough of them. To set them off. Oh, nice. So there's a nice satisfying ping when you clean part of it. <laughs> um, that's how you get your money. It's all itemised bills. So. Oh, right. Okay. So at the end, it's a bit like that gardening simulator where you get like the, you yeah. know, you ran over their plants. But um, yeah, it's a really long game as well. I say I've played for like 20 odd hours and still loads more levels. I mean, I can see on the achievements, there's a bunch of levels I haven't had yet. Um, there's a tree house to do. I think I've just unlocked that level, but I haven't done it. Um, I'm doing a drill right now. There's like an underground, one of those underground drill things and it says to ignore the weird ore that's on the on it there's like green stuff on it um 
But yeah, it's it's a properly good frigging game. You can see loads of streamers have been playing it. I've seen Limmy's been playing it and stuff. Well, it's, it's part of Game Pass, isn't it? Well, it's one of those games that people can... It's very easy for a streamer to play because you can idly just sort of like... And talk and stuff. Yeah, play it, talk, split your attention easily with people because a lot of the time you're just swishing slowly to left to right or whatever. I mean, I should probably use the soap more to clean surfaces a lot quicker, yeah. but I just like going back and forth. And gradually it's erasing very the dirt. Relaxing, isn't it? Yeah, um, some stuff gets really tricky. It's quite clever how they make levels tricky. Like they'll have shapes that are tricky to get behind, and you have to find a way of getting in there to get the power washer in there to clean something. Or um, you know, it'd be like a lattice fence, but you're going to need to get the dirt that's on the inside edges of the fence. So you've got to get underneath and spray upwards. Hmm. Um, the controls as well. Like I'm amazed there's no zoom on it. I think there should be a zoom, like a sights mode. <laughs> something but you can go prone you can crouch down you can go prone you can like you know I say you can change your load up you've got a reload button for when the soap runs out all that sort of stuff yeah Um. you know there's all sorts of stuff to help you out in this game you get equipment you can have a, a little step stool a ladder and some scaffold that you can move around I clean the entire fire station without using the scaffold there's like a tower at the back. You know one of those big towers? Yeah, yeah. I got the last part of it. There was a little bit of dirt on the underside that I couldn't get to from the top. So I jumped off the tower and fired upwards as I fell down to clean it. Because I'm action-packed. Um, and then I got to the top and realised there was a tiny bit of dirt still there. Oh, I cleaned that and, it, and it went, ding! I was like, oh, okay. There was, I could have got that as well. Um, but that fire station one was quite a challenge. I just like that because the tower... Because you think, oh, the, how, the fire station itself is easy. It's only one story. You can get on top of that quite easy. But that tower is big. And you need the extension cord to be able to aim to the top, and then oh, you I can't see. quite reach the top of it with so, it. So, in terms of like the jobs you do, so when you get a job, do you get the equipment automatically for the job that no, you do? No, because you've got your own equipment because you're a freelance power washer. Oh, right. So you and have to everyone's choose the right you have to stuff buy your equipment as you go along. Yeah. Does it yeah. tell you what you need? You for can that change job? whatever you want whenever you want. You can just change it. All. I know, but when you like, say, you went into the fire station when you didn't have the nose, the extension, you wouldn't be able to finish yeah, the job. Yeah, well, you can get the money if you can get the money for it. You can. Do it. So you can during the challenges. game, you can actually buy stuff. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Buy myself a nozzle, get yeah. me, get me extra long extension on it. He has to hold it with two hands. when. Yeah, of course, because the power. Yeah. I mean, power washer. We've all been there where you need two yeah, hands. Need two sometimes hands. sometimes it's a two-hand job. I think um, about the movie starring Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, the one... Two hands? No, what's the one where he's... Is it him... He's, what's the one with the, the Siamese twins? Oh, it's Matt Damon. Yes, yeah, um, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Stuck on You. Yeah. The famous film which has the the theme song is the song Stuck on You by Huey Lewis and the News. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy to be stuck with you. But yeah, Power Wash Simulator. Um, fantastic game. I'm going to try and finish it. There's some challenge modes on it where you can try and Speed use runs. as little water as possible or do it as fast as possible. Speed runs? And I'm going to get, I'm going to give them a go because um, I did the bike. I did a, there's a motorbike, a dirt bike yeah. covered in dirt. Um, the first time I did that, probably about a 15 minute job. Yeah. Second time when I knew what I was doing and where all the crevasses were. Crevasses. Um, and use the soap. Yeah. I, I obliterated that thing in like a minute and a half. How much money do you get for that? That's a cheap one. You know, for the for the vehicles and stuff, it's usually not much money. It depends oh, on the job. Right. I was gonna say like you got min max your min max your time. Yeah, some jobs are big. You get a lot of money. The fire service keeps calling you. I had to clean the helicopter. I got like one thousand or something for cleaning that. Nice. But um, you know, it's a day's work. It's an honest living. Just is there is there going to be like a one where you've got clean. a drought, so you have to keep going back day after day? <laughs> like you've used thirty. Hose, they don't do hose pipe bands in America, no, they do they? Because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, what was their god given right? 
Mm. If they got dirt though, they just shoot it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they just shoot the dirt <laughs> off. <laughs> Power shotgunner, the sequel. Yeah. But no. Uh, so it's a great game. I hope they add stuff to it. I can see them totally adding, just continuously adding levels to the game as like, uh, just to keep the the, tr- the streamers busy. Well, stuff. they could always do like little bits and pieces that were like linked to films and shit. And also, yeah, clean the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. And then you get hired by as stupid as that sounds. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can. There's a two player co-op mode as well. You can play online. Oh, what? You can open it up so your friend can just join you when you're doing a job. You can splash fight. So they can just like jump into your game while you're playing and like, you know, help you help you do your job. Yeah. Which, you know, some of them are pretty big. Um, I think there's a temple on one stage that you have to clean. I think that's coming up. So that's going to be a big job. There's um, You have to clean some toilets, apparently. There's an achievement. Oh, God. There's an achievement for cleaning some public toilets and it says leaving the toilet bowls to last. <laughs> So I'm putting off the inevitable. Um, but no, uh, really good game. And this, the subtle storylines that work through it when you're reading the messages and the people who keep rehiring you and that's their little stories carry on. It's good. Yeah. That's, Power, what need, that's what you need in Callisto Pro. Power Simulator. It's on Game Pass. It is, yeah. Um, you know what else is on Game Pass that I was going to get around to but I didn't, didn't get a chance to play yet? Um, that uh, Gungrave. That new Gungrave game. That was Gungrave VR. No, there's like gun, like there's like, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah there's a new one that's no been one released. Gungrave. I know no one remembers Gungrave. We've spoken about this last time. Gungrave was a PS2 game based on an anime. It's pretty bad, pretty banging. It's pretty damn badass. You had me up to here. Now I'm up to here. So will you please take a five? <laughs> I've been listening to Gungrave the Always Sunny took podcast. Influence from Django, the original ones where he's dragging a coffin. Um. The whole coffin thing in Gungrave was a reference to... I thought it was a reference to El Mariachi. El Mariachi? No, El Mariachi's the... I know, no, I know it was, but I thought like that was the whole thing, was they were no. like inspired by that. Because no, there's also... Jang- Django's the one who drags a drag coffin, coffin around him. Okay. He has a coffin on a chain, drags it around him. Oh, right. So, you know, it's there for when he when someone finally kills him. And he needs guns. He's got yeah. guns in there. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that a go. Anything you're looking forward to? I might give the new need for speed a go. Just so I didn't realise it was Criterion. Oh, is it them again? Yeah, that was the first time um, since. It'd be nice Hot if they. Pursuit? Yeah, it'd be nice if they did a um, burnout. Uh, yeah, a new burnout. Arcadey instead of the. Um... I worked on Burnout Paradise. Did you? Yeah, briefly. I wasn't a big fan of that. Burnout Paradise design. is the best one. No, Burnout Free is the best one. No, Burnout Paradise is you fucking what are you fucking talking about? Fucking first. Burnout, Par- burnout Paradise has "Girlfriend" by Avril Lavigne in eight different languages. Really? Yeah, because the music tech thought it was funny to license every language version of the phone. All sung by Avril Lavigne? Yeah, she did. Like, she knows she's the Spanish and the English one, at least. But, um, yeah, if you change the language, the language of the song changes. It's the only thing that changes in the audio if you change the language. Why would you pay for that? <laughs> I don't know, but he did it on three of the games. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Hmm. Um, all right. All right. That's exciting. I don't want to be a girlfriend. <laughs> see, 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 see. <laughs> Do you ever think about how um, Chad Kroger got one of some 41 sloppy seconds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then funny. he got dumped by her. <laughs> so she divorced two rock stars from the same period. <gasps> two singers from the Spider Man soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should go for um, Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. Taylor did Billy, did Billy um, uh, um, not Billy Elliot, did Billy Talent do a song? No, I was trying to think. It was Zach Wilde, wasn't it? Zach Wilde played with some 41 for. Rock, what we're all about. It's yeah. what we live for. Gonna show. Nevertheless, in my dress for the occasion, it's number 42, 42 but not yeah. the other situation. 
to the B to the E to the don't change the station because you're leaving on a permanent vacation now I'm a disaster a microphone master put on the tape and rack you get a disaster instead of all your money because I'm dressing in my shorts it's about playing all those bitches in the biker shorts there you go there you go Anyway, so you know what, right? Spider-Man Three, for all its faults, that Snow Patrol song that they did for the soundtrack, fucking Snow Patrol, fuck off, it's really good. Fucking they did Signal Fire. It's a really good song. I know, but that song's really good. They're like fucking. They they are to friggin' rock music. What Coldplay is to look. Fucking They may be on the same level as Coldplay, rock. but Signal Fire is Enemas. a good song. Fucking Enema. The, I met... The I, musical equivalent of an Enema. So I met the guitarist from 100 Reasons the other night. <laughs> <laughs> they used to send me stuff in the mail. <laughs> not even kidding. No, I know. It's fun. It's, I think that with this is the podcast where anyone listening to this will not know who 100 Reasons are, but me and you are two people that distinctly... Say what you wanted to ask me while I was in the... Classic, man. Do you know who, uh, who, who I met many years ago at Download? And I was so excited. Do you know the band A? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some skin. No. Some, yeah. No, see, look, you're seeing that you're seeing one of their hits. Do you remember the other hit? Starbucks. Joe Amy met today. <laughs> well, Amy Amy went to a convention, right? Yeah. And she was in a queue for an autograph. Yeah. And out of nowhere, guess who comes running up to her to see Mount. her dog? Because Amy takes a dog with her to conventions. Mount. No. Who? She met Anson Mount and got his autograph, but guess oh. who came up to her and no wanted to see her dog? And get a cuddle from the dog. Who's that? Danny Trejo. Oh. He came up to her while she was in the queue. Wanted to hug her dog and fed Aww. her bacon bits. <laughs> he had he had he had a little box of bacon bits on Aww. him. And he fed the dog bacon bits. Danny Trejo's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Do you remember when he had that Animal Crossing Island? Yeah, and he went and, and hung out with hung out on the on the, the Animal Island. Crossing podcast with yeah, uh, that guy. Yeah. But he um kept producing butterflies from his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> What's that you got there? It's just some butterflies. Do you remember when Danny Trejo started his own very successful taco business? Danny Trejo's great. He is great. I like Danny. He's the only... He's he's a movie star that I think famously said that he'll turn up in any student film. They just have to pay him like the day rate for his SAG card thing. Mm. And he'll be in anything. So he's like in everything. Like, you just invite him and he'll do it if he's free. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to get him to appear on my YouTube channel. Play your, games with him. In your porno. Yeah. You've already joined your new YouTube channel. Yeah, play it. I might have to clean up. Uh, uh. No, do it online. No, oh, I wanted to come round. Oh, you want to come round? We'll watch, we'll watch Machete afterwards. <laughs> watch Desperado. Like, Dan, do you want to meet my friends? Oh, yeah. <laughs> i got bacon bits in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just shanty and now like... <laughs> yeah, but they might bite him and old uh, people old people bleed a uh, lot. Old people don't stop bleeding, man. Oh, that's true. We don't want to kill Danny Trejo. We'll keep bats away that from That would him. be a good premise for a film, though. What, Ferrets versus Danny Trejo? No, we, we accidentally killed Danny Trejo and we have to get him through his next movie. Oh, no. Weekend at Bernie's in for it. Weekend at Danny's. Mm. What if we killed Bernie... <laughs> Bernie Sanders? Oh, no. And we have to get him through his presidential campaign. I don't have the energy It's for the this. last weekend of his presidential campaign 
and fucking what's his name was it Michael McCarthy or whatever his name was oh Mitch McConnell no the guy who was in Weekend at Bernie's the two guys oh um I can't remember their names shit 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 shit, shit. I know they have to get him he's for like super famous ra- it's Weekend no, at Bernie's 3 he was in Pretty in Pink oh god damn it god damn it it wasn't John Cryer no it wasn't John Cryer it's um no no, no I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to try Pretty in Pink I know I know it is it is Search McCarthy Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> Get the wrong one, long Andrew one. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Was he in Weekend at Bernie's? Yes, he was in both Weekend at Bernie's mm. and Weekend at Bernie's too. And is Jonathan Silverman? That's who is Terry Kaiser was Bernie. Terry Kaiser. Yeah, he's in loads of shit. That sounds like a name he, um, one of them people would have. Yeah, it does. Nazi. Jonathan Silverman. He must have been in. He was in a horror movie. I can't remember which one. Oh, Andrew McCarthy was in Weekend at Bernie's. And Weekend at Bernie's too. Two idiots try to pretend their murdered employer is really alive. That's a bit hard. Idiots. Call them idiots. Yeah, anyway, Weekend at Bernie's. Um, oh, Death Becomes Her. He was also in that. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Do the, do the thing. I don't. I don't do that bit. Oh right, yeah. Uh, this is this has been Crypt Apocalypse episode one hundred ninety nine. Uh, I've been Matt. You've been Ant. And they can find you at Mellow Gaming on YouTube or at LV fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. Oh, Weekend at Bernie's was directed by um by um Ted Ted Kotcheff. Do you know what else he directed? Star Trek two. No, he directed Rambo: First Blood. Really? <laughs> That's weird. I wonder if he did direct uh, an episode of Star Trek. I you can, you can find Anne at, at, uh, at uh, Mellow Game on YouTube and on Twitter, LV54SpaceMonkey. And also, you can find him as World Wars Hat on, on no, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, World Wars Hat. He's not anti Semitic. I know we have to say that now because Twitter is very full of anti Semitism. Thanks to Yee and Elon Musk and all the white supremacists that are back on them. Honestly, it's going to be funny. He's going to keep devaluing it and he's going to gradually start learning why yeah. all those rules were in place in yeah. the first place. And he's going to be like, oh, He's maybe. going to gradually reinsert the rules. <laughs> I do like the way that they're like, hey, the left are intolerant of the right. And it's like, oh, but the right are really anti-Semitic and racist. That's why people don't like them. Mm. And homophobic. Um, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. On Xbox, on PSN, and on YouTube. Although I don't really post anything on YouTube, but I might post a Callisto. You posted a video the other day. Did I? Yeah, you put a video on YouTube. Did I? A little Callisto protocol video. I did a couple, yeah. No, I've been doing a couple of little little shorts. Hmm. Um, because I've been getting a lot Hilarious of glitches. shorts. Been getting a lot of glitches on the Callisto protocol. Yeah. It's running fine, but I'm getting like quite a few... You know what they say about glitches? Glitches, glitches mean get. bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks to talk. What's what's going on now? What's what's coming up next? Nothing, really. No, next next one's episode 200. It is. We'll do. Should we do something special? No. Okay. No. Because uh, the episode afterwards is going to be the end of year, end of year spectacular. Yeah. Okay. What's going to be filmed here? SS Rajamouli, director of RRR, yeah. won um, Best Director at the Film Critics Circle Awards this weekend, right? For RRR? Yeah. Oh. Um, the winner of the Film Critics Circle Best Director Awards, eight times out of ten, 
like generally goes on to be nominated for best director or win it at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, and do you know what one of S.S. Rajamudi's favourite films of all time is? Kung Fu Panda. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's the kind of wholesomeness we need. But anyway, um, watch RRR. Yeah. I mean, I watched it. I liked it. It's a better film of the year. Yeah. I've seen, like, I watched a couple of films this week, but nothing that really stood out, so I didn't want to review it. Like, there's nothing. I watched uh, a couple of good indies. No, the Indiana Jones is out next June. I'm looking forward to that, you know. It looks bad. It looks alright, doesn't it? Doesn't look bad. Yeah. Uh, I think Jay, did yeah, you see? You've got to complain about the CGI. Did you see Jay? You've got to go on the internet complain about CGI. Jay from Red Letter Media complained yeah. about the fact that like YouTube's algorithm like compressed it to fuck. Yeah, it would probably help if the studios uploaded these things in 4K instead yeah. of 1080p. Because yeah. if you upload in 4K, you get 50 megabit per second. Oh right, so actually, you could you could upload a 1080p video at 4K. It would come out looking crisp like 1080p. Without the compression. What was the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy. Trailer mm-hmm. for that was released. That's coming out in March, isn't it? I don't know. March or May. Well, and I know that um, Quantum Mania is January, isn't it? February. February. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I like John Mayers. Majors. John Majors. Jonathan Majors. Have you seen the trailer for My Creed 3? Prime Minister. No, that's John Major. Yeah. Not Majors. Ah. Oh. He's not Majors. He's just one major. Is he one of the major brothers, the tag team in WWE from the... Yes, he is. Yeah. What has Rishi Sunak done? Has he done anything recently? No, he's laying low a little bit. He's not really out there, is he? They're raising minimum wage. Are they? Yeah. It's going to be £10.43 an hour next they're year. They're also raising taxes. Yeah, well, I'll forget that. <laughs> so they have to. Yeah. I mean, wages need to rise a lot more than that to be yeah. in line with current inflation. Yeah, but they? I'm above minimum wage now anyway, so... I don't think I've been on minimum wage for about 15 years. Yeah, you should be on minimum wage for a while. No, I don't want to. Fucking middle class. I'm on... Fucking I'm, I'm way above average wage right now, aren't I? What? 39? 40? Yeah, my brother's on about 120 a year. Fuck's sake. Yeah, he keeps telling me about it. Yeah, but he's qualified. He went to uni, right? Yeah, but I mean... What a prick. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, I, if I were earned 120000 a year, yeah. I would retire. <laughs> I would do one year's work and retire. Yeah, but that's probably why you don't earn 120 k. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking tell these people to get lost. Oh, yeah, so uh, I'm sure Rishi Sunak is a uh, fucking kid somehow. He's a millionaire, isn't he? Like a multi, multi, multi His wife's a billionaire. So I have to billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely fucking drink kids' blood and fucking eat babies or some shit. Like, whatever Donald Trump does, they're doing that. Yeah. Although yeah. they've got a lot more money than Donald Trump because he is poor. George Richie makes out. No, yeah. Yeah, you dumb. Did you see that Tesla's stock went down because uh, Elon Musk was just tweeting a bunch of nonsense? Yeah. Like, it's affecting Tesla stock as well now. Yeah, it's funny. It is. And then he tried to threaten Apple. And Apple were like a $3.25 trillion company. Mm. And he's like, I'm a billionaire. And? <laughs> they'll buy you. <laughs> like, they'll give you two bill for fucking Twitter so you can fuck off. Mm. And then people were like, Elon, make a phone. It's like, Elon can't make a car. How's he going to make a phone? He's making barbecues on wheels. Yeah, I'd trust, trust his phone, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that if you have a fault with your Tesla and you have to get it repaired, you have to sign an NDA and then they don't put that in the operating like losses. Why would you buy a Tesla? I don't know because you're an Fucking idiot. Fucking weird cultists. But yeah, like they, they make you sign an NDA. So, so many other car manufacturers have 
EVs, proper yeah. electric vehicles now, and they're they're not like, going to lock you in when they set on fire. The other thing as well is like you sign the NDA so that you can't say that something went wrong, and it also means they don't have to say on the faults the faults register that that's happened. Do they actually allowed to do that in the UK though? No, they're not allowed to do it in the UK. So but the, the auto UK... driving is not allowed in the UK, no. is it? Because it's it fucks up. Yeah, they but probably also... wouldn't even have a clear to drive UK markings no. and streets anyway. Especially roundabouts. I bet it hasn't got a clue about roundabouts. Oh yeah, that's a point. They don't yeah. have those in the US, do they? Yeah, no. No, there's like a handful in the US where no one knows how to drive around them. Yeah, they're mostly like back parts, aren't they? Where they've got the mm. crossroads you can circle round to go down, mm. but it's not like a proper roundabout. Roundabound. Yeah. America no, you're is done. a fucking stupid place. Sorry, I end this podcast. Yeah, sorry, I'm done. Elon Musk is a fucking moron. Uh, bye. 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 bye.